<laughs> the good old Bacardi bottle. The Bacardi bottle here. Sponsored by Bacardi. Um, wow. There's a lot to unpack here. What you're saying is that you're on this never-ending quest of understanding women and what is going on in their heads. And claim that men should stay away from supposed agenda being pushed on them. To become more feminine, to stop showing emotions, to hide your true feelings, and to never open yourself up to a woman. Even more, you should never become friends with one, because that is a waste of time. Literal words used in this video. Let me ask you, how exactly do you expect to understand women if you're not interested in getting to know them at all? How do you expect to build a strong relationships without being able to share your deepest corners of yourself with one person that is supposed to know them, your partner? It looks to me that you are not in fact looking for an equal, loving partner to experience the world with. It looks like you're just experiencing and trying to find a live-in sex doll maid. <laughs> this thinking is exactly what you're saying your advices aren't. Toxic masculinity at its best. Good luck finding a girl with this mentality. This was from user LK4IT3BC3W. <laughs> and I, I had to dig it up from like, YouTube's back end because it was, it was blocked. What do we think about this fella? Pizdiets, <laughs> kurva. Like, I don't want to bash on him or anything. I mean, it's his own opinion and you can surely have that opinion. But, I mean, I don't have to have a, first of all, you don't have to have a, like, girl as a friend to understand women, you know? I mean, you can have a partner that you love in the end to understand women. I don't need friends in my life that are female to understand women. It's like, you know, why do I have to have a girlfriend, like, friend-friend, you know, in the first place? So actually his, his comment was so long that I already forgot about half of what he said. But I don't think it's toxic or toxic masculinity to not wanting to have girls as friends in your life. That's just what I think not everybody should do. I mean, everybody should do what they want in the end, but what I think is best for me and myself. Because I tried having friendships with girls and once they got into relationships with other guys, they quit on me anyways, you know. It was a waste of time, most of the time, when I tried to actually have girls as friends. Mm. Maybe it's working for you, and that might totally be fine, but that seems to be quite shallow to me. I mean, maybe you're not, like, thinking too far with those friendships, and once they actually go into a relationship with another guy, it will all change. But yeah. You know, what about I you, man? I think this is a comment from a guy who hasn't Cheers. gotten laid in a long time. Cheers. No, because I, I know where he's coming from. And I, I actually made a video back in, I want to say, March or April. I said, no more white knighting. Because you, know, you have guys out there that will spend so much of the time protecting women and playing this, you know, prince and a white knight kind of guy. And <laughs> they're doing it in hopes that a woman will notice this chivalry and just go like, oh, this guy is the man of my dreams. And then they don't. Because <laughs> you know, I think you have a huge amount of men, like a majority of them, that are, you know, by media, by newspapers, videos, everything they consume, everything their parents told them, everything society told them, 
do these things and get yourself a girl and it just doesn't happen and so obviously we can differentiate between relationship and a, what do you say a live in sex door mate doesn't sound that bad to be honest if you have a lot of those probably wouldn't be complaining right don't get us wrong I think both of us would still love to have a you know, loving relationship yeah definitely at some point but the thing is there's shit we want to do the shit we want to accomplish, right? It's like tasks and checklists that you and I have to do. A woman, I mean, she just has to be beautiful, goes out in the world and goes on a yacht. Like, how, how are you? We experienced that this week. Yeah. With two chicks that we met in Croatia. Oh, so. Right? I mean, they even admitted on it yeah. that they would put something like, um, Debbie, if you have a yard, message me in their bios, you know, just to pick them up. And I don't know, get their advantage from it. So, just a typical thing that you actually face when you go out, you know, and get to know them. Actually, get mm -hmm. to know them. And would you say it's like bitterness? Because some guys they think that that this mindset that you and I have is like bitterness. It's like ah, fuck women, you know, because they're like so much. They can do whatever they want. And I don't know why they 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 go to those conclusions because. All it is, is just, like, you live life, you observe certain things, and you go like, okay, so this is how they behave, this is how we behave, this is how different versions of men, different versions of women behave, and you just make your own, like, pattern recognition, essentially. I mean, for me, it has nothing to do with bitterness, to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe those people that think we're all about bitterness, when it comes to girls and women, Maybe they haven't actually experienced bad things with girls they've been with, mm. haven't had any bad experiences, so they can't actually relate to it, or they, they're they just not living the same life at all that, that we do, you know? I don't have time to spend so much on finding girls and finding that, that right girlfriend in my life. Um, like the last time that I actually had enough time was in high school, you know, where I went to school and saw the same people every single day and that resulted in me actually getting to know my first girlfriend that I've been with and since then I just focused on, on, on completely different things on my job on my career as an athlete um, getting to know new people, new people from other countries doing my sport and it's just not as easy to actually you know connect to new people at some point and you have to filter out the people that you actually want to surround yourself with and the people you don't and that the same thing actually relates to girls and to women in my life and I will not go on dates just based on um, the fact that I want to get into a relationship with them because in my opinion that's actually wasted time if you have expectation expect how do you say that? Expectations. Yeah. Expectations before going into a date because you probably will get um, disappointed at some point. And I will just tell myself, mm, I will just go into a date and, and look where it goes. And if it's something casual, then I will take it. Mm -hmm. And if not, then I'm totally fine with not getting into a relationship at all. Yeah. So, what I actually experienced having girls as my friends. Mm -hmm was basically that I had to go through all that crisis with other guys, <laughs> them telling me like how horrible it is and, and blah blah blah, didn't really interest me to be honest, 
and she never actually listened to my concerns in my life you know it was basically only focused on on her issues in her life especially related to some guys that i didn't even know and i got sick and tired of it so you, yeah you were basically a girlfriend yeah exactly at that point yeah. you're a male male girlfriend and at some point she might actually let you fuck her but that's just because she didn't get laid with the other guy you know it's pity yeah it's like option b c or mm -hmm. whichever one i think the guy is right in the comment he's coming from this point of view that i've seen with with some dudes where they have no options so the first person whoever it's going to be is going to show him like the light of day he's going to take it and oh this is meant and maybe it is you, know, you never know maybe it is maybe you're going to meet the love of your life and that'll be the end of the end and all but it's not you know that we're picky at any given point but you uh, you know ever since i've gotten into more business type thought process at least like you're reading some <coughs> books that maybe a bit more business oriented you realize wait a minute like you get to make choices you get to choose whether or not you're going to buy a bmw or a peugeot or an opal or a freaking porsche like it's your choice like what you spend your money on your time on your energy in like recycling we could be boxing we could be laying on the couch getting fat like it's our choice and to say to somebody like oh you can't have choices you have to go for the first thing that pops up like, right there's like so many you know billions of people on the planet and to, to go and just say yeah well the first one that's going to give it to me that'll be the you know <laughs> love of my life i find that to be scary to be I, I feel like that the guy that commented and rightfully critiqued us mm -hmm. he thinks that we hate women i don't hate women at all yeah you know i hate men actually <laughs> if, like, if anything i don't know i don't hate any <laughs> like like i don't hate, hate the genders between men and women mm -hmm. you know i don't give a damn about it and um, i don't hate a person based on the fact that she's a woman yeah. and that she actually might want to take advantage from guys and go on the vacations and mm -hmm. asking for um, hit me up if you have a boat or <laughs> hit me up if you're rich and have a pool and I can party with you and you maybe can go shopping with me that's totally fine I mean uh, they're in the position to actually take advantage from it and there will probably be enough guys that have that money and that will spend the money on those girls because they maybe have actually issues to find a woman that's not that doesn't just want him for the money you know which is i think a big problem i dislike people based on their personality personality and not their gender yeah. and like the girls that we met this week on kirk and on vacation um they were like a little bit of weirdos let's say it like that they were different they're definitely out there yeah and the girl that i was talking to she told me that she could never date me, but she could fuck me. And I'm like, okay, but where did all your values go? I mean, she wasn't like on the same boat with me when it comes to political directions. Mm -hmm. She wasn't in the same boat with me um, regarding anything or not anything, but most things that I actually said when it comes to dating and girls. How react to them and and she still said okay based on the looks that you have yeah i would be down to fuck so i don't know 
it's like really controversial to what people actually tell you women think and yeah. behave like especially when you go on vacation and they're not home in their city that they live in they turn out to be <clears throat> quite different oh yeah let's say it like that yeah where nobody knows you nobody can really yeah. like, judge you there's gonna be no repercussions and then they will come back after vacation mm -hmm. and they will behave like nothing happened and they're still looking for the love of their life and the relationship and then I ask myself, what will happen if they actually get into a relationship and go on vacation without the guy that they are in the relationship with, you know? It's a really good point. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of worried about that. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm definitely worried about getting cheated, about, cheated on by a girl. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's one of the biggest fears. I mean, I'd rather be cheated on than cheating on somebody. We talked about this, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the opposite here. I don't Nah, dude. It's, I can't, like, that's, that's nothing I could do. Cheat on a person. I would rather break up and tell them the truth mm -hmm. before I actually get into the position where I have to cheat to fulfill my dreams. I don't know. But it will hurt. It will hurt a couple of months, a couple of years maybe, mm. if you're really in love with them. But you, at least you could say you didn't do anything wrong in that situation. So, yeah. No, I'm definitely the opposite there, but I come out of it from the point of view that for a woman to sleep with a man, there's a very high emotional bondage that goes on. Right? There has to be a certain level of, hey, you're kind of cute, let's hook up. Yeah. As opposed to 100%. a guy where we, you know, actually, I don't think I told you this, but I got my testosterone checked because I was, I was genuinely curious. I was like, you know, <laughs> worried about. No, nah, because legit, the, the numbers are scary. When you look at the numbers in, in, in the world, I think. You can be a happy man. Having higher testosterone Dude, levels, everybody's I craving think, for that. I think the average 67-year-old man in 2000 had the same testosterone levels as the average 20-level uh, age man mm -hmm. today. Just like, it's dropping rapidly. You know? Yeah. So I got it checked out, and it's it's above average. So I kind of expected, but like, I don't think most women know what it's like living with high testosterone, because you know when you're in that mood, we're like. It shouldn't be an excuse, but. I absolutely, but it's. Like, it's a reason. You know, let's give it like that. When you're really horny, you <laughs> fuck everything that moves at that point. And then you have regrets. But I think there's less of an emotional investment. Maybe my testosterone level is not as high as yours, but I'm, I used to be like that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like between, I'd say 19 and 22, 23. Yeah. But it changed in the last two years. I mean, we had COVID going on and you couldn't socialize as you did before. But I kind of changed as well in those two years, um, probably due to women that I met mm. and everything. But like hooking up with girls nowadays for me actually is not as fun as it used to be five years ago. Would you say that has something to do with, obviously you've gone through a pretty specific training regime for the past like, what, seven years or so? And would you say that that discipline also lends its hand in the sense that you're far more likely to go and just say, no, I'm not, like, I'm not my type. I don't, you know, you're more capable of saying no to things. Perhaps, I don't know. Because I'd say I'm less disciplined than you. Yeah. And then I'd also be willing to bet that most, I think most it's men not about way less disciplined. I don't think it's about any routine or mm -hmm. training routine that I had in the past two years. But, like, let's be honest. When you, when you meet a girl that you really, really fell in love with, 
and she ticked all the boxes that you wanted for a girl in your life, then it changed something with you. Mm -hmm. We were talking about it. I don't know if we talked about it in the other podcast, but the thing that when it comes to comparing uh, past relationships to the new one or the girl that you are just about to get to know, and it really stuck in my head. I mean, maybe it's not healthy, but comparing girls nowadays makes it way harder for me to actually, yeah, feeling close or how do you say that even? Well, Letting well, feelings actually grow, mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know, I'm not the type of guy anymore that can just fuck around. I need that type of connection, at least, mm -hmm. before I go into a relationship. So, like, I mean, you would say, oh, you got quite similar to the girls that I actually want to get hooked up with, you know? So, <laughs> that could be true, yeah? I mean, but that's, that's how every person is different in the end. I mean, I'd say it's like, for me, like, number one I've learned is energy, right? Because if I have a look at my past relationships. I think one disclaimer we should both make is that I've been in two relationships, we've been in one. I've been in just one yeah. relationship, yeah, and it's been like, like seven years we're ago. We're not relationship experts. No. Not here giving not at all. any advice, we never will, we never no. want to about relationships, but we know a thing or two about women. No, like yeah. we, we are not trying to give any advices when it comes to like actual relationship mm -hmm. advices, how you should behave with girls in a relationship. But I'd say we are guys that actually surround ourselves with with different girls like quite often so we know how to actually encounter them and and how it feels like you know so that's the you know let's say we got some playtime in the in the dating sphere nowadays because like if i think of myself back in 2014 when we met yeah <laughs> that's a different dude dude yeah i don't know how old were we 2014 10 years younger like 14 around as well yeah now we were 16 16 16 17 around yeah i mean 2014 we met it's quite a long time ago i think so i was just getting into going out you know going out with friends going on parties home parties and i didn't even think so much about getting in with girls you know i wasn't really interested in girls even when i was like 16 and 17 I was actually interested in getting fucking drunk with my mates <laughs> on the party, you know, having fun. Not so much in, uh, oh, I want to make out with this girl. Oh, I want to make out with that girl. They actually started to grow on me quite late. Some people might be earlier when it comes to that. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really focused on that back then. But yeah, a lot changed over the past 10 years, I have to, I have to say that. I would say I'm just happier being on my own with my mates than having friends, girls as friends, um, and having to go on, on actual activities with them. I can't call them dates because they're friends. Mm -hmm. And it's it just never clicked with me. It never worked with me. I'm just I will I will stay away from, from girls then and, and just do my own thing. Stay single. And we still got plenty of time. Like my dad got me when he was forty. Mm -hmm. So that's 15 years ahead, you know, and you, you can still be a great dad. You can still build a relationship, build um, a marriage. If you want to build a family when you turn 35, it's still possible. Yeah. You know I mean, and most women nowadays, they don't even want to, to get mothers at our age. So that's kind of not what they're looking for nowadays. In my opinion, most girls, there are still some that, that wish for it, but 
they're pretty rare in my opinion. Yeah. They're going for those careers, which is yeah. I mean, for me it's a problem because I personally think that you know look at like women fertility rates, like it's highest at like twenty three, because mm. that's when your your body is literally saying, oh, do it big time, let's have a baby, you know. But yeah, girls want an older guy and they also want a career, and it's a mixture of two things, and that's a that's a topic for a different night. I think. Were you? I would say that you were pickier now than you were back then. Yeah, definitely. And I was very picky back then. And now really? I've had a bit of a, yeah. I had like, looking back at high school, because I didn't, my first kiss was when I was 18. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21. I was extremely picky. Mm. And it wasn't like I didn't have options. It's just that all the options for me at the time were like, no, thank you. Mm. Yeah. And then later I went through a phase, which I guess you could call the, the getting late face the yeah you know being a bit of a whore essentially mm -hmm. but because like, I, I had to bring you back in to, mm -hmm. to do the thing and and I'd say I'm, I'm returning back into that state where you become you know not picky but selective mm -hmm. you're saying okay these are my values this is the energy I'm looking for if you don't fit these couple of main boxes like I'm sorry you know you're not for me yeah I'm, I'm the total opposite when it comes to how picky I was and how picky I am now or selective as you want to to say um, I was playing around and I did some really bad decisions when I was younger, especially when it comes to girls, not like the choice of girls, but how I behaved, mm -hmm. how I actually treated them back then. And yeah, so that changed. I mean, I have some memories that <laughs> I'm really not proud of and <laughs> that I remind myself of from time to time. Um, like there's that one story I went with my best friend back then um, that I know since my birth, but we unfortunately departed, mm -hmm. went different ways, which can happen. Even if you know those people for like, I don't know, 21, 22 years, it sometimes happens. You, you grow out of, of even best friendships sometimes. I mean, sometimes there is a girl that is the reason for it, sometimes not. But yeah, I went to, to a house party with him in Berlin and I was pissed drunk. And we just arrived there and this girl, she was dancing with the guy, but she was smiling at me. And I was so drunk that I just pushed the guy away and he was drunk as well. This motherfucker was drunk as hell. And he tripped over and landed on his back and I kissed his bitch. And it was the funniest story ever created in that night, but I, I'm really not proud of it. Because that guy must have felt really, really bad. And I don't want to get in those situations myself at this point so i will stop behaving like I, I wanted to stop behaving like that at some point and yeah it all changed to in my opinion the better because yeah i'm just happy how it is like i can rightfully say no and and, and say i don't want to actually go into something meaningless for me and, and hook up with you and and don't enjoy it probably don't enjoy it mm -hmm. because i need those actually i need those feelings you know yeah. i need those connections with the girls and it's it's funny like we, we were always talking about this um how different we actually are when it comes to the choices that we make especially when it comes to partners and girls that we actually pursue and it shows here again you know with how we actually live our lives actually only being separated by one year you're 26 and 25 so it's not much of a difference in, in life experience or where we actually are in our lives and so yeah but i'm interested how it will pan out in the next five years because this difference is what i find amazing in the sense that 
I told you this story, you know, about the, there were these two French girls that I went on like a, I was supposed to go on a date with one of them, but then the other one was like, yeah, I've got a friend, I'm going to, you know, I'm like, shit, mm. shit, fine, whatever, come. And it's a I difficult had, situation to find a guy that yeah, is actually free yeah, and willing to go into a, basically a blind date. Basically, you need a, a, a guy to, to tag with you. So yeah. like he can take one and you take the other. And then there's that age old question, like, what if you both like the same girl? And, and it was funny because the friend that, that winged with me or whatever, he, you know, when we spoke to him, the girl went to the toilet. I'm talking to him like, oh man, my chick's really attractive. I find her really cute. And he's like, wow, no, I don't find you cute. I find mine cute. I'm like, well, I don't, I find yours ugly. It's, it's funny because there's this, you have like, I call it subjective beauty or ugliness and an objective beauty ugliness. Cause like, we could both be looking at the same woman and like to one of us, it's, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. The other one's like, Bruh! like not for me. And then you have obviously people, and this is where I think I'm more judgmental of men. This is why I said I, you know, I don't actually hate men, but I'll judge men differently than I'll judge women. Because you know men. Exactly. You're one, so yeah. you can, you actually have the right to judge them. Yeah. Because you know their thought processes yeah. and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Like you don't have when it comes to women. I mean, I will disqualify an obese woman because that doesn't attract me. I'll actually hate on a fat guy because he's not taking care of his body. That's the difference. We all know those um, reels from from college girls mm. in their college dorms, and they actually have markings at their doors, so they can basically lay in their bed when they have a date with a guy that just comes over to hook up, and they can immediately see how tall they are. And then there's a guy, you know, that actually puts a weight in mm. front of their door, <laughs> under the, the doormat. <laughs> Everybody will hate him, you know? Yeah. So, I, I don't get it. Why is that the bad thing, but not the markings at the door? Mm. Like, why is a shorter guy, like, worse than an actual, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, motherfucker? You know, I don't know. Just talking about obese women. Because if you tell somebody in public that obese women are a no-go for you, then, yeah, it's fat shaming. At that point already, nowadays, you know? Frankly, I'm a proud fat shame, I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes I actually say to, like, you know, the reason why I loved dating and going through the, the hookup phase or whatever was because, especially with women, where I'm sitting on a date and it's been you know, 20, 30 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I don't really fancy you, you're not giving me the right energy, but I'm here, I want to finish my drink, I want to have a productive conversation, I'll start drilling. I'll go into the uncomfortable topics, I'll go into the you know, I'll debate something with her that might make her stand up and leave. Because mm. at that point, I don't really care. I'm not invested. And then it clicked to me that that's kind of the problem because I would approach chicks that I like with a different mentality. Tippy toeing. Oh no, I really fancy you. So let me be really careful and selective mm. with my words and not mm. showing my real self and do what the guy in the comments would do. You know, be really nice and polite. But then a couple of months down, let's say we start dating. It will show over time, anyways. You know, she'd be like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, where's this like racist jokes and dark humor and like weird quirks coming from? It's like, I'd rather just give you my everything. Like the full the experience. Thing. Yeah. And then if she, she really hates it, that's it. You don't have to worry about it. I think that's what, like, what's that thing where they always say, like, just be yourself. You get a woman, just be yourself. Just, <laughs> have you been yourself around a woman? Like, how many guys have actually been themselves around a woman? I can see them. 
um, so many marriages from friends' parents, you know, and my parents as well. I have to admit that. Yeah. My dad is, he's not in charge. He can't say what he wants because it will end in a, in a disaster, you know, yeah. and I feel bad for it, but I mean, he's 65 now, mm -hmm. so I kind of understand that he's not willing to um, start a new life at mm -hmm. this point, you know. He can't really be bothered with it. Nah, he can't be bothered with it, and, and he got different problems and, and stuff like that, but we are so young, and I don't want to make the mistake that a lot of young guys at my age do, and, and they get into a happy relationship with a girl mm -hmm. for like five, six, seven years. I, f I know many guys that actually been in such long relationships, maybe even got a kid in that time, and then it all starts to you know, go down the drain. And then you're in your early 30s, you maybe have a good job, maybe not, mm -hmm. but you're at the start of the whole process again. Yeah. And it's even more difficult to find a good girl at that point than it was before. Because those girls that you actually want to date and go on dates with, they are probably in good, actually good and healthy relationships at that point because they they knew how to choose as well, yeah. you know? We're not the only ones that choose. It's, it's the girls as well, the good girls. Yeah. The ones that get left behind, it's just, you know, the ones that you have in the end. I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, I always say women are gatekeepers of sex and men are gatekeepers of relationships, meaning unless a girl wants to sleep with you, she won't. Yeah. And unless a guy wants a relationship, the relationship won't happen. Because a girl's not going to come like, like, now you're my boyfriend. No. It actually is a little bit of a turn-off to me when, when I know that it's too easy, you know? Like when if it, she's when really just, into you? Yeah, when I just meet a girl one evening mm -hmm. and she, she literally tells me that she wants me the same night. I mean, it's all cool and shit, but... I'm, 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 I'm there to hunt as well, you know, at some point in my young ages, in, in my young years, my 20s, and it's like, I mean, like, don't play games with me, I hate that, you know, we're all adults and we can, we can tell our actual feelings and, and be, be real and don't uh, text back like three hours later if you have time now and stuff mm -hmm. like that, yeah. but if I, like, never met them before, don't know their life situation or what they're actually doing, know nothing about them and they just want to smash me, then it's like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, It's nice. good for your ego, but... Yeah, it's good for my ego, but that's about it, you know, so... I mean, for me, that automatically disqualifies the woman from a relationship. Yeah, definitely. You smash me on the first date, hey, good for you. I'll make you a, mm. a regular, but... <laughs> I don't want a relationship with you because yeah. there's other guys that have been there and will be there. Yeah, and probably. That's, that's the question mark for me. Like, I mean, maybe it's the one that just got blown away, but the chances are pretty little, you know. Pretty little. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to get trapped by that. No, I don't want to bet on odds that are that really bad. But I mean, it's a it's a sketchy situation because it's like you never. There's this. I think for for most guys, they might have that question, what if? Yeah. Mm. What if she I don't blame more? them. Me neither. 
Yeah. I've had those questions for, for exes. I mean, it's like, you date with someone, you're like, oh my God, this is the love of my life. Mm. You realize, oh, it was just your first relationship. Like, it was just your opener into the world of, I always say hamburgers. It's like, you know, like you get into an adulthood, you start to get horny, you're hungry. You're walking mm -hmm. around the world, you're like, oh, I really want, want to eat something. And you yeah. look around and everybody's got a fucking hamburger. Like, this guy's got a burger, those two have a burger. Oh, I want one. But you're like, I don't want just any burger. So you're a little bit, for me, like I was really picky. I was like, ah, not this, not that. Yeah, and you yeah, finally yeah. get it. it. It's essentially like you just walk into a random restaurant. You're like, yeah, I'll have a burger. And they give it to you. And then you eat that burger for the rest of your life. It's like, how do you know you like pickles in your burger? Mm. Maybe you'd like a different type of cheese. <laughs> you know, maybe you'd like a... You mean you have to test first? You have to test first. To actually find your, find your taste. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think, um, actually, you know, I found my taste. Mm -hmm. So, maybe I'm like a step further than you, but which which is not a bad thing or a good thing at all. Um, you can always look at it from a different angle, perspective. But, but is this taste you're describing? Is it like physical look? Is it the energy? Is it the, the lifestyle they have? Because there's a lot of things that get mixed in. That's a good question. Because if, I, if I, mean, I, if I, you know, if I take out a notebook and we start making lists, I don't like... go. I'm not studying at the moment, so I'm not going to student parties. Mm -hmm. I focus on good sleep and and good fueling mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm not going on house parties too often, yeah. and I don't go to clubs anymore in Germany because I think it's a really bad experience nowadays to go to a club in Germany. So where did I even want to go? Like, what was your question? With the pickiness. With the pickiness, or, yeah. Yeah, based on, on what factors like, that I want today to go. Yeah. yeah, obviously the first first of all things is definitely being superficial and judging them by the looks. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Guilty. And I will, I will choose based on looks first. Yeah. Then I will text to them and actually have to admit I'm using dating apps. I'm actually using Bumble and I had that match with a girl this week and she's on Kirk as well. Um, I don't want to name her but she's she's a girl from Germany and she was so angry at my bio and my description and my, and my profile and she was just like raging. She didn't give me the right vibes. Mm -hmm. So I immediately knew this girl is just, ah, she's not the one for me. So after the looks, like in the first three messages, you can already feel if she might fit the type of humor or the type of conversations that you want to have with them. So yeah, it's quite easy to, do, to then like select the ones that you actually like based on looks. But yeah, definitely looks. I mean, who would go up to a girl in the public and, and um, go up to them and, and trying to grab their number or asking them out for a date if they're not 100% their type? I think that's bullshit. Nobody can tell me different. Mm -hmm. As long as they're not some students that love to go on student parties where nobody's playing music and you can actually talk to <clears throat> the other people that are on that party and you can get into some really nice conversations and find the truth of your life, uh, of your life even though it's not one that you actually are attracted to when it comes to the visual you know, yeah. stuff. But I think not even that can work in the long term because those people they might actually get attracted to people on the streets that they see or on, on Instagram. Nowadays it's so easy. 
in the long term and, and then break up with the people that they actually fell in love with because of their personality. I don't know. I can't say anything about it because I haven't had many relationships, as I said. So I can't really tell How should you say, though, like hobbies playing? Because, you know, with me being a cyclist, with that question, do you go and date somebody who cycles? Because, let's be real, a lot of people nowadays, I don't know why, they just don't have hobbies. Hmm. Like their hobbies are watching movies. Like, a classic Tinder bio for a woman is like, I love traveling. It's like, oh, no shit. Like, leaving food too? Like, you know, it's... When a person doesn't have specific things that are in their life filling out their time, then you got to start thinking, okay, so let's say you meet a girl that hasn't got hobbies and you've got hobbies. Like either you're going to have to start abandoning your hobbies to do something with mm -hmm. her, which is probably going to be boring because that's why she doesn't have hobbies. She's a boring person. Or you're going to try to get her into your hobby, which yeah. if you're like you and it's I, we like performing at a certain level. You know, and it's, now she's going to be holding you back because you can't do the full <coughs> training routes and you have to go actually a little bit easier. Yeah. So how much would you say like hobbies? I think it's one of the like most difficult things mm -hmm. in a relationship or when it comes to what am I interested in when it comes to a girl because we've all tried and we've all failed with the hobbies that we have. Mm -hmm. I think the easiest, actually the easiest when it comes to hobbies that you share is probably gaming. But to be honest, yeah, from access point, yeah. most people only have time for gaming until they finish, for example, high school mm -hmm. or until they finish college and finish studying because then they actually go into that world where you don't have time for gaming anymore. You can't wake up at, um, at 12 and, and then, you know, decide, oh, I'm going to game for another two hours and then we'll do some stuff for university because I don't have to actually go to the uni because it's like not mandatory in most of the studies, I think, at least from what I've heard. And so it's only like a hobby that you will have for a like, certain amount of time. At some point, you will have to find new things. And when you had, for example, gaming as a hobby that you share and it will break off, then it will get difficult to find a new one because most likely those two didn't do sports with each other. Yeah. And but also realistically, finding a woman that there's a gamer it's rare fancies gaming that is not you know, you know how many women told me like we matched we got on a date and then once we got on a date I told mm -hmm. her the story of how I used to be a gaming addict mm -hmm. had so many hours in the game I made content and when I told her that once it was in person and she you know, already likes my charisma and blah 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 she was like holy shit if you told me this before I wouldn't have gone on a date with you I'm like <laughs> I know really yeah that's what they told yeah, me yeah legit straight <laughs> to the face then it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not like... It's not the most attractive thing. Absolutely not. Not in a guy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. And even... even I think for, for some guys, it might seem hot. Oh, I'm going to find a girl that's a gamer. You might. But at that point, I think you might be looking for a dude. Because mm. most girls don't game, you know. <laughs> it's just not their thing. They're not... That's not their point of point of origin, essentially. Yeah. And if they do, they, they play completely different games and, and, and a, in a different style than you might. Like women will play Sims and, and Animal Crossing. And <laughs> the thing is, I will have to face that challenge myself once I get into a relationship. Because finding a girl that is um, at a certain amount of, you know, at a certain level when it comes to fitness is quite difficult to match with looks which are obviously important to me when it comes to first getting to know a person. So yeah, I tried 
but I I couldn't I couldn't find many. You know, it's just jack of all trades basically. Yeah. If you find a girl that is, um, yeah, interested in the same things that you are and is still looking good, because I'm not really interested in culture and going to museums. Mm -hmm. I have to admit that I'm not into uh, art and and stuff like that and some weird modern ballet and stuff like that you know I've been there and I didn't like it yeah. and yeah I don't know I think girls are actually more often into stuff like art and galleries museums and, and stuff like that than we are the men are we are more into probably cars bicycles mm -hmm. doing sports going to the gym actually going to the gym is starting to grow on more girls than, than guys at the moment yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's a nice spot to find a girl to be honest yeah, but nowadays you basically get recorded in every gym for some <laughs> TikTok reel, yes. video. I don't know how to call it because I don't use TikTok. Yeah. And so I don't know if a public gym is actually the place that I want to go to and that I would actually feel comfortable in. Mm. I mean, I'm a skinny guy and I'm good with it, you know? Like, I can take it when somebody is like, oh, this guy is so skinny or girls that don't want to match me or... Um, go on dates with me because they think I'm too skinny then it is how it is I'm too skinny for you that's fine no. some girls are too fat for me or too unfit for me or even too skinny so it's, it's just normal you know but um, yeah things that I do in my free time are pretty rare to find in a girl that I would actually be interested in sexually you know mm. so yeah. yeah definitely definitely a difficult one and I think you have to be lucky, even though we have 8 billion people in the world, I think uh, you still have to be lucky at some point. And it takes time, mm -hmm. but at some point you will. I mean, today I almost killed myself on a, on a bicycle ride. And yeah, I got lucky. So sometimes you have those days. Yeah. So it's all good. Just take your time and don't be frustrated if it's not working for years. Mm -hmm. Just what it is. Just as long, I think as long as you're giving something out there and you, mm -hmm. you're making yourself available to a certain extent, yeah, life will give you something. Yeah, Always. definitely. Whether that's a near crash mm -hmm. or a you know, really lovely day at the beach or whatever yeah. it might be. And you shouldn't be afraid of going into um, first dates that might not work out as you want them to work out. Mm. It's try and error. You have to, you have to keep doing it. Yeah. keep repeating it and you will learn and you will make great experiences and maybe talk to nice people that you cherish the moments with that you had and the the talk you had with mm -hmm. and just move on and go into the next one you will you will benefit from it in my opinion even even if you don't have sex with them on the first date i've learned the most from women i had nothing with precisely yeah. because of that because at some point i realized okay i have no interest in you let me dig some info out that I would normally not get from girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Because it's conversations that you won't have with people. Because they might, not that they might, they will judge you. They will think of you in a weird way. But it's yeah. like, I want to know. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you stuff that just blows your head off. It's like, yeah. it's crazy what you hear. But it's good. I mean, it gives you some perspective. It gives you some, some width to yeah. life. And it's like, wow, I didn't know this was like that. Yeah, so... I've, I've lived in Berlin for 22 years and I actually met a lot of guys and girls that were far left mm -hmm. when it comes to their political direction and um, 
I had plenty of bad experiences with them actually when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But we met those two girls this week, talking about them again, mm -hmm. and they're our age. I think one is twenty was twenty seven. One is one year old and one is one year younger. Yeah, exactly. So we're in between. between. We're being sandwiched. Yeah, yeah. we've we've been sandwiched. So they're basically <laughs> they've been basically <laughs> they've basically been our age, and yeah. those were the nicest leftists that I've like lefties that I've ever met. Because they told me that they they are not like, con like they they're not they're not confirming. No, how do you say it? They don't like my political direction that I actually mm -hmm. support, but they accept it, yeah. and they accept that I'm in the military, and it doesn't make me a bad person per se, just because I'm in the military or I'm like not a lefty, you know, like they are. And that was actually a good moment because it opened my eyes that even those people that have different political options, uh, opinions, um, can change over the years. Yeah. Because I haven't been in Berlin for four years and we all got older and maybe those people that I didn't like and that didn't like me back then might think different of me now, you know? Yeah. And accept me, what I do in my life as a job and, and what I think of certain certain things, you know? So, yeah. I think that has to do with aura. It's like... When you're young, and obviously, look, you're 25 and 26. Yeah. Right? Your, your brain doesn't even stop developing until 25. But we're both still in the process of building something. But when you get to a certain point in whatever you... Because you could, you could start rebuilding at, you know, 40 if you want. There's a point at which the energy you, that you're putting out starts to match your work. Where it's not just like if I, you know, if I start doing something brand new today that's completely different, let's say a new sport. So I go out of cycling and I start going like full out fitness. Mm. For the first part of it, everybody that knows me is going to be like, kind of sus. Kind of, I don't know what this, what guy, is this doing. guy doing. Exactly. But then once you get to a certain point, you're going to be like, mm. oh, dude. Look how made shuffle I made Well it. done. And, you know? yeah. and it's, it's the same thing where. I think whatever your if it's politics, if it's if it's like your your liking a woman, if it's ethics, religion, anything that you you have in your your boxes. At a certain point, it's when you become really confident with your beliefs. I think that that's when people just realize, okay, that's just how it is. And it's like, let's say you go on a date and you reveal to a woman straight from the first you know message that you're because like personally, I'm very opinionated, I'm very right wing. I'm, I'm definitely quite... You know, you're very right-wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're Surprising. not. I mean, I th I what actually is really right-wing is not what they think is right-wing. I know. You know? I know. You're just getting put into a category of people. Just because they think you are right-right-wing, yeah. but you're just actually healthy, healthy thinking. But, yeah, sorry that I interrupted you. No, it's... I usually say I'm right-wing just precisely so to trigger, right? Because mm. if I'm talking to a woman for the first time, I'm in the big trouble. Now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I can't play chess and talk at the same time. It's like game over yeah. for that one. It's uh, you know I think it's when you when you put yourself out there. I like to go a little bit on the extreme end. Mm -hmm. Everything I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of make it a little bit more blown up yeah. to see the reaction. Because if she's okay with that, if she can swallow what I'm saying to her, which is like maybe completely in the opposite direction of her morals. Yeah. But I see I've got some play playing maneuvers. Yeah, you can still you know, turn it down a little. Exactly. Because this goes back to that thing that you talked about 
you know, which is the case with your father and my father as well. Mm-hmm. And so many relationships out there where the woman has taken the, the control essentially and you don't want that in a relationship ultimately. I think it's good to have like different sections in your life that mm-hmm. some guy like the woman has control of yeah. and the other section the guy has control of. Yeah. But as soon as it starts to get outrageous and one person is basically like living the life for two people mm-hmm. it's, it's, it shouldn't be like that you know. Yeah. But this is again where somebody's going to go to the comments and say oh my god you're so bitter it's like what you don't notice in that part is that it's bad for both parties mm. because women don't want to live that life and that's the thing with with this you know the the, the culture of careering where women are trying to get high paying careers it looks really good at the beginning mm. but once they get you know they're going to sacrifice their 20s to get into like their 32 ah, i'm going to have a kid a little bit later i gotta finish my career blah 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 gets her career realize it doesn't really give her happiness so what happens she has kids Oof. now it's starting to run a little bit late and suddenly her life is boom it's gone take my i'll take it you know her life is gone she hasn't she hasn't really i don't know a lot of women who have gone down that path where i could say that they're actually you know, genuinely happy and genuinely enjoy it. I think <clears throat> there's nothing bad about women pursuing careers, mm-hmm. high paying careers, but they, I don't want them to be bittersweet if they get to a point where they end up with how everybody is saying nowadays with their 10 cats. No, yeah. I don't want them to be Karens in the end Yeah. because you know what you're getting yourself into and I don't know why it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't work better for men. But I don't know why it actually does work better for men that pursue those careers. Maybe it's because they don't have to carry out the kids and stuff like that. But I mean, look, to, to start know. with, you know, I think I just read today it was Al Pacino, aged 83, mm-hmm. broke up with his girlfriend of 29. Mm-hmm. You're going to have very few people where the... the the genders are turned around. Yeah. You know, there's very few sexy young men on a yacht of some rich lady. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. It's not the case, no. And again, it's not bitterness. I will never end up on one of those yachts. Yeah. I can tell you. I mean, you can. I mean, but it can be your it's... yacht. That's the reality. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's the alternative? <laughs> it's got to be somebody's yacht. The thing is, I totally understand why the guy that commented under the last mm-hmm. podcast um, saying that we seem to be bitter about our situations and our lives and just want to reflect that on how women nowadays behave, you know. And I feel like he's just looking at it from the wrong perspective. Like, I didn't have any bad like experiences with girls, you know. If I had bad experiences with girls, then I deserve to have those bad experiences because I did something wrong. But that doesn't mean that I will not like want to meet new girls and go into relationships with them at this point anymore just because I got like the, the, the fine for it, you know, basically having to pay 
what I actually deserved. And yeah. it's, it's fine, but it has nothing to do about bitterness, in my opinion, and being toxic in the end. Just me trying to be the father to my kids mm. at some point, you know? And I don't want them to see me uh, running for every, uh, I don't know, how do you say that in English? Um, command that I get given by a woman. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I don't want them to see that that dad is just doing whatever and whenever somebody else wants it from him. Mm -hmm. You know, I will do this stuff. I will totally do this stuff. Just, just let me do it whenever I I think it's the right time. Yeah. We all know that situations with our moms when we lived at their houses and they told us to do the the dishes or get the waste out or do all laundry, and we would have actually done it the same day, yeah. just two hours later. Yeah. And then we get really fucked up because of that situation yeah. that we get forced again to do it in a different situation that we don't want to do it actually, you know? We, we wanted to do it, but just two hours later, yeah. where's the problem, you know? Yeah. When, they so, when they tell you, when they, they intervene into your timeline, it, mm -hmm. nah, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. The worst thing is waking up, having breakfast, and somebody telling you the plan the day like <laughs> hour by hour it's it's just not what i want in my life you know yeah. yeah no it's the thing you said about taking responsibility did you actually do something i believe <laughs> i don't know actually it's really difficult to I think I open this one yeah yeah i think so too the thing is i started doing this thing where when it comes to women no matter what happens it's always my fault Mm -hmm. like I always will say it is my fault if she leaves me if she likes me if she fucks me if she hates me it's always going to be my fault and it, oh. it's just healthier because mm. otherwise and I think that's where the bitterness for most it's come from is and again this guy who commented I feel he's one of those people that you know if you, you know the Maslow's pyramid of needs well, like at the very bottom you have like you gotta have clothes, you gotta have food, the most basic needs. But do you think he's bitter? Don't you I, think I he think might actually be in a in a healthy, good relationship at at this point? Could be the option, actually. You don't always have it's to. It's a valid point. I mean, you you can't always tell the people that they actually are the ones that are bitter about their situations, mm -hmm. and that, that that's why they're hating on on guys that actually want to tell the truth, you know, or want to say the truth about what they yeah. think, and they will they will. Those guys will always think that we are lying. Mm -hmm. They think we are lying right now, you know? Yeah. We're lying in their faces. Yeah, we're pretending, but, essentially. But maybe this guy is actually in a, in a healthy relationship. And maybe XW23, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Just tell us in, in the comments if you, if you are. And I will trust you mm -hmm. if you actually comment and say that you are in a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And then it's valid that you critique us Correct, and say... Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the reason that we are the ones that are bitter because we are actually telling we are not in relationships right now yeah. and 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 stuff like that. I mean, I give it to I give it to you, but is that really a like an adequate power move? A, I have a friend, I'm not gonna name, who just recently got into his first relationship ever, mm -hmm. and we were we were hanging out this one night. We're all pissed drunk, <laughs> and out of nowhere he goes, "Ah, oh, let me tell you something," and I'm like. What the fuck are you gonna tell me? It's like there's this disconnection we have from the world. It's when when you figure something out, you wanna let everybody's gonna know this. It's mm. like a revelation for you. Mm. 
But realistically, that next other person might be a couple of steps forward. Yeah. Obviously, in something, some other areas, he's a couple of steps backwards. But it's like, for me, and I, I think it's a completely valid point what you're saying. Mm. The guy could be in a healthy relationship, could be a completely normal dude, could be a valid comment. But I always, when I talk to new people, I judge them like ruthlessly. I've <laughs> always, like, if I meet you for the first time, I'm going to put you down <laughs> into dirt just to see what kind of a person you are. Because I want to be proven wrong by you. That's the thing. I want you to, mm. to like prove me wrong in on all aspects, on all fronts. Because if I just approach you with this, and I think this is a liberal way of looking at things. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can correct me. But I think this modern way of doing things is where everybody's unique. You're such a special individual. Mm. And as soon as you meet them, you're already like putting them on some weird pedestal. I don't fucking know this person. Yeah. You know, first is the visuals, like we said. Then it's, you know, I don't know, maybe like tone of their voice, blah, blah, blah. But I will put you into dirt and I want you to put me into dirt and I want to prove myself to you and I want you to prove myself. Yeah. Because you know? otherwise, we're constantly pushing each other up somewhere and we're, you know, it's going to be Icarus. Yeah, we'll, flying it will collapse. It will, it will collapse, collapse. Sometime, at yeah. some point. Because you're, you're blowing something up that doesn't exist. Like it's not there, it's not realistic. That was actually the, the problem that I had in my first relationship, first and only relationship that I would call was a relationship. Mm -hmm. that it worked perfectly fine until it collapsed, you know. We didn't have one single problem in like nine months. Mm -hmm. I think around nine months. And then after almost a year, it all started to shatter yeah. into pieces. Because we never, I mean, we were young, you know. It's not an excuse, but we were young and we didn't want to talk about those problem problems that we actually had with each other at the time. So yeah, at some point it had to collapse. I mean, but isn't it ironic because at some point, let's say the six month mark, mm. if I asked you for advice, you'd gladly give it to me. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. let me tell you about all the amazing things about my girlfriend, how nice it is to be in a relationship. And then when it's over, it's like, it wasn't the right one, it was this, it was that. It's like, it's so weird to take advice from anyone because isn't that, that the thing where they say that one friend you have who's never had a relationship gives the best advice? <laughs> yeah, which is ironic because usually that's the case. It's like because the guy it's ironic because he shouldn't have the like knowledge yeah. to actually give you the right advices. But he has the objectiveness. He yeah, has the he ability. Can, he can look from the top. Yeah. Because he knows you better than probably anybody else. That too, if he's yeah. one of your best mates. That too. But I mean, ultimately, I think it's just that person is able to just very quickly go and say, "Okay, this, this, this." He's very quickly able to find the problem. And say, okay, this is not working. Let's either fix it or let's pretend it. Because mm. for me, the most fucked up moment was, I don't think I've spoken about this actually. This was the night that I, I was, so I was, I was in a relationship. This was last year. Mm. And I messaged you. You were here. Weren't I wasn't you? here. I was on a different island, but mm. I was with my girlfriend at the time. And we got into a bit of an argument and she asked me, like, how much do you love me from one to 10? Right, right before going to bed. Why do you have to like I turn base around. it on? Yeah, but I get I get where she was coming from, but I was like, I turn around and just I'm not gonna play these games with you. <laughs> and she she goes to sleep, I go to sleep, but I, I can't. So I'm I'm laying there for like two hours, looking at the ceiling. Every time I close my eyes, I see this weird deja vu thing where it's like a black and white image of like a desert and it's looping and it's it's makes you spinny and dizzy. It's like almost like, a, I guess if I was tripping on a drug, that would be the equivalent. 
And I only it was get the, the thoughts going on it's, in your head. It's weird. I've had this before, but I only like, had it like every once in a while when I was a kid. And I thought, this is, like, I have to get to the bottom of this. And then I had a, a glass of wine. I played some chess on my phone. I messaged you, and you were up at like, I think it was like 1 30 in the morning. Like, yeah. Pretty late. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like this is an opportunity from life, or maybe it's God, maybe it's, you know, whatever. That I have to do this, that I have to be a man, and that was maybe the, maybe that was the first time in my life where I was actually like, you're gonna be a man, and you're gonna break up with her. I had to convince you so many times in those conversations, in that night to actually tell her that you need to break from from the bullshit at that time. I mean, it did hurt you hmm. in the aftermath of the whole thing. Honestly, no. In the beginning, it was like. In the beginning, no, it took some time for you to actually understand what it, it was. It, it but took, I mean, it took time because I think originally what I was doing is I was writing out a giant, like an essay essentially, because that's how I think. I think in essays, that's why like on Instagram, I'll put long captions sometimes, I'll write something out in like a block. <clears throat> and I was going to read that to her in the morning and you were like, dude, just, just give it to her straight, don't mm. bullshit around it. And I did that and I want to say for the first two months it was fine. Yeah. Because most men, you know, men are rational creatures first and emotional creatures later. Yeah. First we go rationally to the problem, you know, like, okay, and we do all the right things, but the emotions still have to come, and it's fine. And the it's totally fine. You know, I mean, I think it's it's really good because you you cherish the good moments and the good experiences that you had with your girlfriend. But that's after also after, the curse. after that's like the curse, a couple dude. months, you know, it's a curse. But it's a good thing to go through all of that, you know? No, but I find it really to be a curse because looking back, I I struggled to then find the negatives, which is to keep me away from, you know, wanting to message her, or wanting to get back together, or wanting mm. to miss her. And I think... You have to, you have to stay strong at that point. You make your decision. Absolutely. But it was, it was weird because I think that was the first moment where I made a choice which had to be made and it you know created a, a sequence of events which mm. then brought me to here yeah. which is and, and that's why I look back to it and I'm like holy fuck that was a good decision yeah like maybe it wasn't the nicest decision but I hope that that choice you know also improved her chances because she was a particular individual with a certain life path that I think deserves a certain type of man and it ultimately improves the experience that you will have if you find a girl that is actually worth your time, mm -hmm. like the one that you had before, you know, it will definitely improve yeah. the whole, like, um, the whole experience yeah. overall. I try now to go, cause I think before you mentioned how you, you, you made some questionable choices when you were dating back mm -hmm. in high school. And I now try to like, everyone I'm with, whether it's, you know, really casually or obviously I wouldn't tell one night stand, you can really have this effect, but I try to leave them better than they were. <laughs> Try, maybe it's imparting some knowledge maybe I don't care if it's a book that she's gonna read because of me just give her something by the way it's your turn is it my turn yeah, yeah I did yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna do something that gives them the opportunity to to take their life to that next step as well yeah. instead mm. of this is the funny part is um, <sighs> you ever notice how women don't inherently have kinks or fetishes they only have them when they have some trauma from the past. Mm. Yeah. Like she's been with some dude. Yeah. Dude did some questionable stuff. 
she was young, she was inexperienced, she got, you know, essentially taken, taken for, taken used on. Yeah. And then she has these, you know, essentially trauma that's turned into a kink, that's turned into a fetish. And it's just a weird, like, weird middle ground of, it's a melting pot essentially of just, mm. she wants crazy shit to be done to her. Which, again, she's gonna have a hard time finding because the guy who's genuinely looking for a, for this guy commented, he's looking for a loving relationship. Yeah. He's, he's not into slapping the girl until she's unconscious. Exactly. Like, I don't, maybe you can, you know, maybe he's like... Maybe, but I doubt it. I heavily... Tell doubt. me if you are interested in anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> I know some girls that actually are interested in it, but... Uh, yeah, no, like... You will find some weird stuff. Because I, I was talking to this one girl on on Tinder, it was like years ago. Mm -hmm. Never met, we just matched, we had a bit of a conversation. And I think she said like... I was like, yeah, hey, what, what are you into, blah, blah, blah. And I was sort of playing around and she says like, oh yeah, I would love it for love you to... I'd love for you to to hold my head in the sink when it's full of water. And I was like, okay, whilst we're having sex? She's like, no, 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 just that. And my head was like, huh? you know, like, how the fuck do you get there? Yeah. And I, it's, it's fucked up because that's her thing. And obviously I wasn't looking for a relationship, but if I was, then what she would actually have to do is omit that information. You know, that's the creepy bit. It's like, mm. if she genuinely wanted to date me, it would actually. I don't be... think she would have told you. Exactly. She would have yeah, to no, withhold no. the information. Yeah, yeah. And then. 100%. And then that leads back to that thing where you say. But at some point, she, she still would ask you to do it, you know? Well, either that. Ask you to shit on her belly or something weird. <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Some yeah. creepy shit like that. It's either that or. She will break up. Yeah, yeah, go on a vacation. And it's there's somebody else gotta fill that gap for you. Yeah, there's always that one German guy that will do it. <laughs> because basically, wherever you go on vacation, you meet Germans. That is absolutely true. Dude. Like they, that is I don't want to say true. they own Europe because uh, that's kind of <laughs> borderline-ish, but they're freaking everywhere, man. Mm. No, it's it's crazy. It's, like, it's like we've been here for a week. It's either been <laughs> Germans, Austrians, yeah. or Swiss people. Yes. I don't think which is worse. A couple of Polish. Yeah, a couple of Polish. A couple of Polish people. And they were driving like shit. Oh my god. Kurva. Kurva much. I was like... <laughs> you know what I mean. It's oh. like... And... No, like... I'm going on a date with a girl on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I already know she's not into some weird ass kinky shit. Just based on, like, all the time that we texted, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I know it. I know it to 100%. Yeah. And when I see a girl that I know will have some weird-ass fetishes, she will 100% have them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for, you know, we just experienced it this week. Yeah. We both knew before. And it's, it's probably true. 100% it, it is true. Is. What am I gonna do? Yeah, kind of funny the whole situation. Uh, but but that's that's the thing. That's the pattern recognition that goes on. It's you realize that there's certain things that are repeated offenders. Sometimes I even have this thing where I play this weird game where because if you think about it, 
men were made from like Adam and Eve, if you, if you go from the religious route, but mm -hmm. realistically we're all mixed. You're going to find X amount of people who have the same exact nose as you have. You're going to find mm -hmm. X amount of people mm -hmm. who have, you know, the same head shape or whatever. And so there's a lot of things you start recognizing patterns of people. You're like, oh my God, this chick has got the exact same eyes as that mm -hmm. other girl had. And, and maybe that's something you're into. But do you think guys judge girls like that? And it's not that just girls do it with boys. Because if I think she's hella cute mm -hmm. and I want to date her, I don't mind if she's working at the counter in McDonald's, you know? Yeah. Or if she's law student. Or, you know what I mean? I t it's the, the, the difference is that women are in the, the, the sphere of attention. Mm. That's what they get, they get off on the most. Women love attention. Yeah. That's why Instagram is such a huge thing. But because they actually can use it to their advantage, you know? Absolutely. I mean, if I had the opportunity mm -hmm. to use just my buddy, you know? Okay. To make so much profit mm -hmm. that they can do, I would probably do it as well. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not the type of girl that I want to date or be in a relationship with. But who am I to judge them for doing it or blaming them to do it? Yeah. Because in the end, we are the consumers. Exactly. So like when it comes to, let's say, women with OnlyFans, obviously I wouldn't want to date one. No. I'm against the whole thing. Mm. But you go girl. Yeah. And the guy who's to blame is the guy, the guy who's paying for it. That's the loser mm. in my mind. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to judge you. Because <laughs> you, you can get access to everything on OnlyFans <laughs> for free if you yeah. want to. You just have to... I mean, you can get access to, to a girl for free. Yeah. put some effort into it yeah and that's that's the thing that most men i think are afraid of they're afraid of making the first move they're afraid mm -hmm. of. and women are starting to resent men for it you know because if you think about it women have this i think there's a discrepancy happening where the average dude that's sliding into a girl's dms is either a creep or he's a player mm. and then she's like ah i'm getting fuckboyed the 10 percent i'm getting creeped yeah the 10 percent rule yeah, the the one with who gets who, you know, the ten percent of men get. Oh, the Pareto, it's twenty yeah, twenty yeah. eighty. Yeah, something like that. Twenty percent of men get eighty percent of women, mm -hmm. and then eighty percent of women, eighty percent of men are left with twenty percent of women. And they're not the women they want to date. So, I think I actually have problems with that situation or that problem that you just described as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a creep, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say I'm a player but any, that anymore. But that depends on who you're texting, right? Because a chick who's above your league, you slide into her DMs mm -hmm. and you're going to be the creep. A chick who's yeah. way below your league, she's going to be like, oh my god, this guy's so hot. Yeah. You know? But that's not even, I don't even think that far Yeah. when I text a girl. Obviously. Know? Obviously, but you never know. Like this. Mm. Things are random, you know? I think the... Overall, the chances to um, go on a date and be successful with it, they get slimmer and slimmer. Actually, what do you, what do you qualify as success for a date? Go on a second date and have the same good experience mm -hmm. that you might have on the first date, you know? That's already a first success, you know? Especially if she's the one that asks, oh, are we going on a second date? Mm -hmm. 
and telling you she's actually interested in it and you're not the one that has to pursue it and it's like oh how about we go on a date again this time and you know mm-hmm. and maybe she's oh, actually... I came to the day something yeah. came up yeah yeah and maybe like it's nice if you put the effort in on the first date and you choose the the location that you go to and you tell her what time sorry mm-hmm. what time and what place and and Whatever, yeah. because she will be, okay, this guy got the shit together. But maybe she will actually say, let's go to that place on the next time. And she will be happy about it because you did the effort on the first time, you know. And you can you can play the ball, you know. Yeah. Give it from one person to the other. And make it a little bit more like playful, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But again, it really differs from woman to woman. I had this one, this one girl. Did I do something? I, yeah, I think I moved my, my queen. I think I castled, so... Yeah, you castled. So here's the thing. Okay. I was talking to her, and she lived in a different part of town. Mm-hmm. Actually, a different part of country. And so I was like, hey, I'd love to, to meet up with you. You know, why don't you choose the location? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's her part of the country. It's not even, like, part of town. It's like, it's very difficult for you to make preparations for a date in freaking a different part of the country. <laughs> yeah. And her reaction was, she was like, she was appalled by it. And she let me know of it. She was like, she was grossed out by the fact that I wasn't capable of being a man and saying, this place, this time. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, and for me, obviously, it was a right flag. Who are you to judge? I mean... But in a way, I understood it. It was like, I get where you're coming from. It's just... Bitch, I'm not from here. (laughs) It's like, I'm really not from here. It's not on me to choose some spot. And then she's going to say, oh, this is not a good spot. I don't like this spot. Like, they always want to be treated equal in their heads, Mm -hmm. even though we treat them equal, they have the same rights, they have the same chances in life and whatever, don't tell me anything else. It is like that in in Western Europe, Mm -hmm. where we live right now, and at the same time, they would be disappointed if you don't choose the location Mm -hmm. and the time and the place, even you're in a foreign country. Don't you want to be like, like, equaled with me? Why can't you put like choose it if I even ask you for it nicely? You know, is it is it is it so much of a like unmanly behavior to you that I gave I you the same chances to actually choose and stuff like could that? Could it be that there's so many dudes that are sliding into her DM? She just can't. Yeah, be she can't be bothered probably. You know, because she's got ten dudes to choose from. Another yeah. twenty-five, fifty from Tinder who are just there like greaseballing mm-hmm. her pictures at the end of the day she's just going to choose the best option from there yeah and they'll date for a bit for a little bit and they'll you know maybe they'll jump into a relationship and then within a certain amount of time she'll be back I had this dude I have to tell you this this is, yeah. this is my favourite person that I follow on Instagram mm-hmm. and it's similar it's let's say I've got about let's say there's a good dozen women that I follow on Instagram that I met through Tinder, mm-hmm. never went on a date with, never mm-hmm. saw them in person, never actually even messaged them on Instagram, which is, yeah. you know, got their Instagram, forgot they existed. Yeah. This one chick, she's got the unfortunate scenario where um, she must have lost her father. I don't know if it was an accident or if it was, it was just, you know, death from natural causes, but... That's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. But she's got issues because of that. You know, a lot of women have issues that are, we say daddy issues mm-hmm, for a reason, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Girls don't have mommy issues. Guys have mommy issues. And she, she's, so I'm, I, you know, I was, took a couple of stories, blah, blah, blah. 
she finds a guy, gets into a relationship. Very quickly, it goes from these two people have just met to like they're madly in love. You know how every story is like, he needs to be in there, you're the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Until about a year later, the guy just vanishes. <laughs> we open her fucking Instagram profile, and this, this guy's gone. Everything's deleted. Everything's deleted. Within two weeks, different dude, same story. Oh. And I'm blown away. And a part of me actually wanted to message the guy mm. who she was originally dating and take him for a beer just to talk to him. Just to know just the experience. To, just to know the know experience. what happened. I know what happened, but it's still yeah. so surreal to realize that within a year or two, this next guy would be the exact same story. Right, dude, I know guys that did exactly the same in the high school and yeah. a couple of years after. They dated girls for three months. They had that three months rule, you know? <laughs> I had a guy who would break Motherfuckers. up... Motherfuckers. Dude, I had a guy who would break up with their girlfriend girlfriend mm. on their birthday. That was his thing. <laughs> that was his thing. Like He was being a complete cockhead about it. <laughs> it's the weirdest fetish that I've ever heard of. This is really weird. No, I know of a lot. I know a guy who must have gone through a really fucked up relationship. She really mm -hmm. screwed him over. To the point where the only way he can get off is by hooking up with chicks that were exes of his friends. Nah. Yeah. Nah. And it's in, it's, yeah. And it's insane. And, I, and, you know, I went through it. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, you know, I was thinking... If I see this guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash his skull in with a freaking brick. Mm. But then as time went on, I realized I should thank him because he showed me the true colors of the woman I was dating. He showed me yeah. the true colors of himself. Okay, I lost two good friends, but I felt bad for him mm. because, legitimately speaking, like this dude, this dude's got like nothing essentially. Mm. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in a position where the only thing that turns me on is that I go through the chase of somebody who's been with a friend of mine. You're getting leftovers. You're not going into a relationship with that girl. You're just trying to get your... I kind of... Like, I don't think it's a good thing to do, but I kind of understand it. I've met so many girls... Jesus, fucking mosquitoes, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to Croatia. I've met many girls, or groups of girls, mm -hmm. And let's say I had sex with one of them. Okay. And girls, they are talking. Like all the details. And I can 100% tell you, the other girls in that girlfriend, in the group of girlfriends, they were actually like interested to experience what she experienced. You know what I mean? Mm. This it's is a, the... It's a bad thing to do, yeah, but... but this, this is the thing with... You should never praise yourself as a guy. A guy should never go and say, oh my God, I've slept with all these women. No, definitely not. The girls will do it for you. And that's the thing. They will do, yeah. It's, it's, it sounds ludicrous. And again, a guy like the guy who commented today, he'll be like, oh my God, these guys are telling bullshit. Mm, they're just lying. I thought they're, so too. They think they're yeah. fuck boys and, and yeah. rambling around. and. But that's the thing, you know, I've gone through all the stages at this point. You know, I've been cheated on, I've cheated, and I've been the guy who helped somebody else cheat. Mm. And it's, it's, not, it's not like I'm collecting a weird bucket list, but I, th <laughs> I think in life at some point, if you're like me, I'm very empirical in the sense I like to experience things on my own skin. 
before I'm going to go and preach something to you. Mm. I just want to know what the fuck it's like. And when you, when you experience certain parts of life, you start to go like, holy shit. But like, mm, for example, would you cheat again after experiencing it once? No. Yeah, but at least you made the experience, you know. You f you feel it's 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 a really bad situation for the person that's. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily cheated on, but it's even worse for you in the aftermath when I you wouldn't can't look in your eyes. I wouldn't necessarily say it was cheating. I'd say it was it was the, the preflux of it. It was it was the position where I realized I was going to cheat. Mm. You know, it was like you're, you're moving into it because when your brain starts to, I don't want to be with a person in the relationship where I can't just be like fuck everybody else, just go, go away. Yeah. You know, like, where I, I want to have that that tunnel vision essentially. Yeah, in Warfare we had the tunnel vision thing. Yeah. It's really like you're in a plane and you only see the target in front of you. Not all the guys that were better than us. They're like, what do you mean tunnel vision? You never had tunnel vision. Nah, <laughs> fuck them. But nobody cares about Warfare anymore. <laughs> I was probably trash. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. But look, I want to have tunnel vision for a woman. I want mm. that feeling. And yeah. I think that that's something beautiful. If you can attain that and you can attain that, then that's that's what I think I only had that three times in my life mm -hmm. going back from that first date sitting in the in the public service mm -hmm. and I totally missed my stop yeah you know what I mean I know what you mean yeah. missing the stop because you're you're in love essentially you, you just fell in love you know yep. you can't think of anything else you were happy yeah even though you have pain somewhere you know you had some injury or you were sick or whatever. There's always problems in your life, but you you were just happy at that moment. You missed your stop getting back. That's the beauty of it. I mean, I'm not using public transport anymore that often. I mean, I live in Munich now, so I, I do actually use it because it's good and it's the easiest to get around with the, the underground and stuff like that. But yeah, it essentially is that. Okay, what did you do? You moved this I moved one? the port, yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's that's something you wanna you wanna strive for. Like I wanna be with a person that just makes me go like, holy shit! I'm so happy to be around yeah. you. I'm so happy to be with you. And I I think that's again the guy who's commenting is is coming out from that point of view where he's searching for that. And yeah. I don't deny him it. I don't. I don't think he's searching for something that doesn't exist. I don't think he's trying to attain something. That, but if you're a guy who's never been in a relationship and your first stop is a loving, caring, blown out, amazing experience for the rest of your life, I think you're walking into a really painful experience. Mm. Maybe not a bad one, mm. but like you're going to have to go through a first breakup. You know, that friend that I said, you know, he said, like, oh, let me tell you something. It's crazy because throughout the evening I realized I'm observing something beautiful. I'm seeing a guy who's going through that thing where you're sitting on the bus or yeah. on the train and you've missed your stop. He's going through it. And I was like, I was enjoying the whole evening just taking in his pleasure essentially. But then I also realized what he's got coming for him is the first time that his girlfriend's going to say, mm, my head hurts today. Mm. I'm a little bit tired. Can I tell you about my friend? Oh my god, she's being such a bitch today. And he's like, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, all those things that I went through, this guy's still waiting for. Yeah. No. 
and he's going to go through the, the, the breakup, he's going through the bad days, he's going to go through the depression, it's all coming for him. Like, I'm not even against the whole thing that a girl wants to share her bad experiences mm-hmm. or her bad feelings feelings with me, as long as it's not every single fucking day in my life. It has to be at the like the right amount of percentage of, of my whole year, year in my life <laughs> that you actually be mad at me because of other people, you know? I totally understand. But I'm the same from time to time. Can I give you advice that? Because that's something that I did realize. Is they just they want somebody just to listen. No. Yeah. You know? But th- there is that problem. I made this mistake once in a relationship, and this is actually advice. This is actually relationship advice for anybody listening. I made this terrible mistake. And you've been in a couple in a couple of yeah, no, but this, this one was this is an obvious one. But because it was a semi-long distance relationship, she'd often call me mm-hmm. and she'd tell me about something. And I'm, mm. You know how you're on your phone and you just start walking around the place. Mm-hmm. And you start like Doing picking, picking up random objects. And you you're not listening to what they're actually saying, mm. or maybe you are, but you, you've missed a, a stop or two, you know. And then comes that dreaded: Are you even listening to me? Mm-hmm. And you wait too long to respond, mm-hmm. and it's like, what's the last she thing knows. I said? She knows. Mm-hmm. And now you failed because now you, there's no fucking getting out of it. You know, like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And then usually you lie. You're like, oh, yeah, I know you were talking about the... the mm. Oh, my God, you're not even listening to me. <laughs> and you get into that stage where, like, she's now actually losing respect for you. Because, like, holy shit, I've just called you. Like, because f- from her point of view, and I think it's fully fair, she's just called you. So it's her initiative. She just wants to listen to something, even it's completely fucking useless. Because realistically... So next time round, you'll be telling her about some problem you had on the bike. She doesn't give a fuck about the problem you had. No, obviously not. But she'll listen to it. She's being polite. And you're not going to be like, oh my God, you weren't even listening to me. Right? That's the only difference, I think, between men and women. Because we know we're talking about something that's completely over her head because it's car-related or bike-related or whatever. Because we're not going to hit her with it. Oh my God, you weren't even listening. But she will. And you have to be prepared for it. And it's best that you don't get into a position where that happens. That's my only relationship advice today. Just don't get into that position where she gives you the, oh my God, you weren't listening to me. Such a bad boyfriend. Because <laughs> you will get shat on. But Absolutely shat on. I'm pretty sure it will happen to most people in relationships. 100%. Isn't that, again, part of the process? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like you get into a relationship, you fuck it up, mm. and if you've got... You know, and then you have the best sex of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but it is like that sometimes. Oh, it do be like that sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Might take a little bit longer from time oh. to time. I think that was actually something that my... When I, my first relationship, and I think that's something she said. She said, like... We had a, we had a dinner. We like, broke up. She basically hit me with the, are you happy in this relationship? And... Mm-hmm. Even though I was completely, you know, noob in this whole woman conversation, because they speak in a weird code, like an enigma, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, she's breaking up with me. At the end, <laughs> she said, like, it's fine, today you're going to have the best sex of your life. And I was like, the fuck? You know, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> how is this going to be the best sex of my life? Was it? It wasn't, but still. Definitely there's, I don't know, man, I think it's makeup sex is probably better. Yeah. Lots of experience, that part, but... Absolutely, you're gonna go through it. You're gonna go through all those processes. Like, mm, when it comes to feelings, fuck. 
Wait a second. What am I going to do? You're getting ruffled stuff, man. You're yeah. going to say when it comes to feelings. So, <clears throat> I have to think about like the girls that I actually cared about. Mm -hmm. So the first time that I cared about a girl was in 2015 because I finished high school in 2016. And the next one that I cared about was five years later, I think in 2020. February 2020. And we were joking about COVID. How it's never going to like get to Europe. You know? We were joking about it. One, one month later, one month later. <laughs> full quarantine. <laughs> mm, then another three years later... I met another girl. I never told you about her because we just dated for, not even dated. We met us. We met each other for like three times, and mm -hmm. we kissed and we had a good time. And I really liked her, fell in love with her. But she, she was about to move to a different place in Germany to start her medicine stu like studies. So never got into something serious. And I told my mates that I don't want to wait for another three to five years to find a girl that I actually can fall in love with. Mm -hmm. At the time that I was hurt, you know? But now, half a year later, I'm really happy that it only happens three to four to five years. Because if I, if I don't have that break, I will never fully understand the feelings that I have in such a long time, you know, when they hit me again. Yeah. It's so much better, you know, to have those feelings when they hit you out of nowhere after like five years you know you thought you would never feel those feelings yeah. anymore yeah. and we are men we think we don't feel anything and we do not feel anything for years and then for some reason it hits us you know so first I was really pissed about it like not getting to make use of that opportunity and she didn't want to actually get it to work but then I was happy about it because I'm like it will, it will, I just have to, you know, give myself time. Mm. It will come. And maybe the next one will work. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want to force anything. I mean, this, this goes back to that story I told you about the girl that I hooked up with completely by accident. It's a hilarious story because I go to my hairdresser that my first girlfriend recommended to me. It's one of those things <laughs> like, oh my God, I got this new hairdresser, come with me. I go there once, she goes there once. We mm. break up, she never goes there again. I kept going. Cause I got a good deal. She gave yeah. me the the um, good guy, good deal. Yeah, she gave me the um, the retired people discount, old people discount. <laughs> yeah, it was really cheap. It was a cheap haircut. So I kept going there, and <laughs> and one time we we're talking about bikes and like, oh yeah, there's a cycling race, blah blah blah. There's mm -hmm. a girl that comes here. She gets her haircut, and I'm like, okay, that's a. Can you give me the name? And she gives me a name, but she doesn't give me a surname. You know. So I go to the race official results and I there's two races there's a short race and there's a long race obviously me being you know short-minded I thought the girl surely did the short race so I added her and I added the wrong chick <laughs> so there I go into DMs I'm like hey you also get a haircut at this and this place mm. she's just like who the fuck are you and what kind of a fucking pickup line is that <laughs> legit that was her first response so one of the craziest ones though her response was like who the fuck are you and what the fuck is this pickup line <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I tried to play it off and, and I was like, yeah, congratulations on winning, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you like to go on a bike ride with me? Because mm -hmm. I figured a bike ride is... She never rode a bike, probably. No, no, she... Oh, she, she does. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she did. She won it. But she won, she won a different race that I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And I was like... 
was like, yeah, let's go for a bike ride, and we, we meet up, and then the next day, a couple of days, I take her to a pizza, blah, blah, blah. And I was being really pushy. I kept saying, like, she's inviting me over, because she had, like, a flat, and she was like, yeah, which is kind of cute. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, I work in a kitchen, I'll bring a bunch of food, like, blah, 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 just invite me, invite me. And she's being really stubborn for, like, two weeks, and then eventually, she's like, ah, fuck it, come over. So I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to smash. <laughs> it turns out it was actually the the best friends with benefits I had ever. It lasted for like, I want to say solid six months mm -hmm. throughout winter. It was beautiful. It was like, you know, once a week, hey, what are you doing? Right, I'll come over. Netflix and chill, essentially. That's easy. You know, and and she was paying for everything, which made it even, even weirder for me. Because she was a couple of years older. You know, she was, a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. That's rare. Also, I had that with the girl that's that that's been like yeah. two years older than me. She was like three French three, girl, three to five years older actually. Yeah, but she was starting to get into those ages where she was like starting to think about a family. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you, you're not gonna get that from from good old Yobo over here because mm. I wasn't interested in too young. Yeah. You, you were too young. No, but she was like she wasn't my type in terms of relationship. She just she did some weird stuff where she would I think one time she woke me up at like six in the morning slamming a pillow in my face and it was to her maybe it was innocent but to me it was just like what the fuck is wrong with you you know like let me sleep in in peace <laughs> better get in the kitchen make your coffee bitch <laughs> i was so pissed you know and then luckily at the time i had a friend who was also doing the same sports as her and he was he had the same like if there was a male version of her it was that guy and it, i just felt this weird connection and then as we were talking, I started like mentioning the guy a little bit more. I just mentioned him a couple of times and she got interested. Mm. And I hooked them up, one with another. You were out. I was out, I was out. <laughs> yeah. I had a good time, great time. She was saying a little bit, she's like, oh, you're probably seeing other women, mm. blah, 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 I don't want that. This is the last time we're hooking up. Mm. I'm like, fine, I'm with, fine it. with it. Fine with it. Took it on the chin. And yeah, no, two and a half years later, they have a kid. Mm. And you told me about her getting pregnant, but not the whole story around yeah. it. And it, you know, it's, I'm completely fine with it. In fact, I'm happy for them. Like I'm really happy for them. Um, but it's, it's weird thinking that that could have been me in a way. And, and again, you can look at that as like, holy shit, that could have been me. And you could also look at it from like, oh, that could have been me. Uh, it's like, it's so, it's such a perspective. I'm a little bit trait. scared about this whole situation. Like so many people that I know, somehow decided to marry each other in the past two years, you know? And I'm like, where are you taking this from? But I mean, it is... There's a, there's a drill in people, like, in a way you want it. Mm. But I don't know how other guys think. For me, in my head, the way I was brought up, I had this conception that a marriage means... It's like a checkpoint, you know? It's like, oh, if I get married to this woman, then she is obligated by law, some weird way, to just stick around with me for forever. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's how that motherfucker works. Not nowadays anymore. Not nowadays anymore. No. Because, like, I don't know, I think it's 48% in America, 48% of marriages end up in divorce. Like, those odds are freaking bad, dude. If there were ten percent, and if you were in a certain job area, mm -hmm. if you're like manager or pilot or whatever, it's even higher. 
But you know what? The, you know what the the Fuck highest you. highest precursor for divorce is? A woman gets a raise. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making this shit up. Because she thinks she doesn't need you anymore. No, no, no. It's not that she doesn't need you anymore. It's just there's this story I once heard. I don't know if it's made up or not, but oh, let's say you have to. You have a cheerleader. <laughs> We're gonna empty the bottle today, my man. Absolutely. <laughs> let's say I have a cheerleader. You know, she's. Did you make a move? Yeah. Wait, right, took that one. I don't know. That's nah, fine. Yeah. Let's say I have a cheerleader. I'm on the losing streak right nah, now. Nah, it's fine. You have a cheerleader, <laughs> and you have a high school, like, you know, jock. He's in, in professional football, whatever, mm -hmm. just in sports. What happens is, they're roughly on the same level. Because if you look at most marriages, most marriages, mm -hmm. you're going to have the guy a little bit above the woman. Yeah, yeah, just Maybe a, a lot about the woman. But... Usually, the average marriage, the guy is making a little bit more than the woman is. Yeah. And that's fine. Nowadays. But, yeah. But if a woman starts making a lot more than the guy, I think she subconsciously starts looking for a man that makes, again, more than her, that's more successful. Because mm. I don't know if I've told you the story. We had this, um, there was a live event. On the I'm car. hungry, my man. I hope they don't care on the podcast. Nah, it's fine. Man. You can eat. There was a live event. That, that I joined and we had this conversation with, with this woman. She came up to me and it was, she was, she, she kind of assaulted me in, in the sense of like, mm -hmm. she assaulted my, my thought process, you know. She, was, she said something like, oh, you may always have to be superior. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you want a guy that's taller than you? She said, yes. You want a guy that makes more money than you? She's like, yes. You want a guy who, you know, has got more affluence than you are. He's, he's more well-spoken. Like, yes. Asked a couple of those questions. Like, mm. a guy who's more this, a guy's more that. I'm like, wouldn't that make the guy superior? And it was just bitch quiet. Or they say no and they don't have an answer. No, but it's like, we're not, it's not that I want to be superior to a woman. Is that mm. I will feel a lot better with a woman, not because I can control her, not because I can abuse her, not because I can, you know, throw her around and, 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 and have my way with her, but because she will respect me more. Because even as a guy, if right now, let's imagine that three different people walk through the door. Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. freaking, <clears throat> let's take some, some dude from freaking ancient Greece, you know, some, some, Philosopher walks through mm -hmm. the door, you know, Pythagoras. And let's imagine some random ass hobo. Like, we're gonna react differently to those three men. Brad Pitt's gonna be like, holy shit, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, the philosopher's gonna be, oh my what god, what the fuck are you doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sit down, man, tell me about the yeah. A squared, B squared, and whatever. And the hobo, we're gonna be like, the f get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing, men, like, you know what I respect, actually, originally? We spoke a little bit about fat shaming, but I have huge respect for people who are fit. Mm. If a person comes in and he's all buffed up, respect goes up. Yeah. Like, this person takes care of his body. Yeah. Like, I want to be around this person. He's disciplined. I don't... Maybe he's dumb as fuck. Maybe he doesn't like the same things I he's like. He's still smart enough to stick to his routine. Knows how to take care of his body. Yeah. You know? Like, and so... 
inherently that's going to be the same thing that women are going to be approaching, which is where they're going to look at men because oh, we can say, oh, it's it's on what it's what it's what's on the inside that counts. Mm. You got to get to the inside first. Yeah, and we're not going to. That's the most difficult part. We're not going to open people up like frogs. So ultimately, no matter how you twist it, turn it, like we're attracted to a whole lot of stuff. But the first thing you're attracted to is the looks. And so whether you're a guy or you're a woman, even food. What, and I what? think being honest about the, like, mm. this whole situation that you are, first of all, you're just going to approach a girl because of her looks. It's just the most, like, the best thing that you can do. Remember being honest. In, in culinary school. Culinary school. What is that even? I don't know. It's, it's not, I keep, I keep saying culinary school, it's not, it's a higher vocational college for tourism and hospitality. It's, okay. It's organization of business there, but one of the things they said was, you first ah, eat culinary. 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 Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. You first eat with your eyes. Mm. When somebody brings you a plate of food, the first thing is you see it. Second thing is you smell it, and the third thing is you taste it. Mm. And we're trying to play as if the taste is the most important. It is, but you gotta get to it. Yeah. Because I can bring you a dessert, looks like absolute fucking dog shit. Looks Still like a tastes. baby vomit, but it tastes amazing. Mm. Thing is, you're very unlikely to eat it. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I want a thing that looks amazing, but tastes bad, but I definitely like it to look good. Yeah. You know, I want it to look appetizing, yeah. have the smell it's supposed to have, which, and even if it's then not tasting good, I can still say, okay, it's not, yeah. not the right thing to do for, for a second time, you know? Because that's the thing about, I think we actually mentioned this in the first podcast with it, but smell. There are certain smells that I'm personally not attracted to. Mm. And there's been times where a woman just smelled in a way that wasn't for me. Yeah. And the only way you're going to know that is by hugging her, getting close to her, and like, yeah. oh, shit, this is not for me. I mean... I'm not giving a girl my hands on the on the date. I, I'm always hugging them. Yeah, always. And you should. It's just natural. You absolutely should. Yeah. I have a few rules I stick to, and that's like a behemoth one every single time. Also, they can because they can feel if you are the type of guy that they want. But if you're built, this, this is taking command. You know, this is the very first part of taking command. Yeah. It's it's the same for girls and boys. You know, or men and women. Yeah. Whatever you want it. We're like right in the middle, I think. Between being boys and being men. So no. it's like always just weird, you know. You have to you have to really internalize that you're a man. Because oh. nowadays we're constantly being thrown into the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. All those boys. What do you mean boys? You have to be a man. The thing is, <clears throat> it's cool being a man, but sometimes I want to be respected being a boy. In certain areas that I want to enjoy for myself. Like what? Playing in dirt? Nah. Just me being like joking around with my bo with my boys, you know? I'm I'm saying with my joking around with my boys, having fun with my boys, not with my man, you I know? Like <laughs> I'm joking around with my man. Yeah. It's like kinda of weird. No, I like that point of view. I I have to Because even if I'm fifty, I would go meet with with my boys, you know? That's true. That's true, but in the context of if there's a woman involved, they're not your boys. Nah. You know, that's when you want to be 
with my, with my friends. Yeah. My, my mates. <laughs> my mates. My mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Alright, what am I going to do here? I mean, that just loses the Queen, so yeah. maybe we're going to consider that Maybe it's a little bit too much of, <laughs> of the alcohol by now. Too much rope. Um, no, but I wanted to do this with you. It was, it was, um, it was a long dream of mine to, to get a bit pissy. Pissy? Yeah, yeah, piss drunk. Piss drunk? Piss drunk. Well, not actually piss drunk. Have we been piss drunk together? I don't think we have. Well, I mean, I've never actually been properly. I've never, I've never vomited from, from alcohol. I did. <laughs> I 100% did. No, but what was the guy criticizing us about again? That we're being toxic men that hate women and are bittersweet about our relationships that didn't work and that's why we... Uh, let's take a sentence by sentence. His first thing is that what you're saying is you're on a, that we are on a never-ending quest of understanding women. Mm -hmm. I mean... We're on a never-ending quest to understand ourselves, to be honest. So he's he's saying that he is understanding women. No, 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 he's not saying that. I think he's just describing what we are trying to say. All of us. Us, I guess. Okay. And that we are claiming that men should stay away from the agenda that's being pushed on us, which is to become more feminine. I think we both agree with this. Yeah, of course we should stay away from that. Why am I born that's as a man women. then? That's exactly. Like if being feminine is for women. What am I? Yeah. End of debate. Not even. Did my mother give birth to me so I change my gender every year or what? Exactly. Stop showing emotion. We don't agree with this. We're not saying don't show emotion. No. But there is something, and I'm currently reading a lot of Stoicism, which I absolutely love. And it's it's not about not showing emotion. It's learning when and how to show emotion. Mm. Think about when you last saw your father cry. Chances are you didn't. Especially like. You need to pick the right moments Absolutely. and the right people to show emotions, you know? Yeah. What's the, um, you know what I like? Hmm? The uh, Rammstein song. Which one? Meine Tränen. It says Meine Tears. Because he says, a man cries only when his mother dies. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. Or his dog or cat or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He's saying to hide true feelings. Never said that. Never open yourself to a woman. Here's the thing. It's not that you don't open yourself up to a woman. But it's about, again, how and when you do it. Like, I was in a relationship when my granddad died. Mm. Obviously, I cried. Obviously, I opened myself up. She was there mm. and she was supportive. But there's certain things you will show emotions for where a woman will actually lose attraction to you. Yeah, they think you're weak. Yeah. A weakling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget my, my first relationship... And I know why it ended. It ended because I lost my way. I didn't have a clear route which I was following. And the girl I was dating essentially just went, I'm out of here. Mm. This guy clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing mm. in life. And I'm not going to be part of it. Because you have to think of it like this. It's a relationship. And you're the captain. <laughs> so imagine that you're in a reference. boat. Imagine you're a woman and you're in a boat and you're sailing. Where are we going? We're just going somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you absolute. You have to cut that one out. No, we won't. <laughs> that, oh. one was, that one was weak compared to the one on the first we day do. when I drank the, like the, the, the sparkling water. For context, we've been we've been cycling for some 
close to 400 kilometers in five days. He he is. Yeah. I took I took a day off. We've drank like shitloads of this mineral water and mm. making us burp and fart and. But that's that's what men do, you know, or boys. That's what women do. They just say they, they don't. Hide. Yeah, well, they yeah. Are. What the fuck? That's okay. Yeah. That's being feminine. But let's be real, dude. Imagine being on a boat mm -hmm. with a captain, and the captain doesn't know where the fuck he's going. Yeah. Imagine you're sitting in a car, the person who's driving is blind. Like, would you be fuck comfortable being mm. in there? It's like, fuck no, get me out of here. Mm. You know? So are we saying that you should never, like, open yourself up to a woman? Absolutely freaking not. But you should be very careful about how and when you choose to do it. Mm -hmm. He says, even more, you should never become friends with one, as that is a waste of time. In my opinion, it is a waste of time. Men are friends. Yeah, I still think it is. Men are only friends with women who are either dating their friends yeah. or women they don't want to fuck. Or the girlfriends from your wife or your partner. Yeah, okay. you know, obviously, yeah. Obviously, you are friends with them. You know? Exactly. But you're—it's like second-hand friend essentially. It's not like you chose to be friends with them. I will not go on a single activity with them, you know. Just me and her. Exactly. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Literal words used in this video. Look, here's the thing: there are some exceptions. Right, there are some exceptions where there's certain people, like for example, JJ's girlfriend. Yeah. I'll often hang out with her because she lives two blocks away. You know. Even I met her. Exactly. You know. Mm -hmm. Because chill. she's my best friend's girlfriend. Yeah. We hang out a lot. I don't want to fuck her. No. And so I have no problem hanging out with her. We have a couple yeah. of mutual things we can do. We can play chess. We can yeah. play some... some um, what's the other thing? PlayStation thingy. Mm. You know. And... <laughs> In certain situations. I won't go deeper into that topic. What do you mean? No, no, no. I'm not going to talk about it. You know the situations that you get in when you... Hang out with JJ and his girlfriend, and you have a good oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Details. Yeah. No, but like, I mean, you know, it's. The problem is, it, it never. And even. In the case of JJ's girlfriend, for example, it's always her initiating. I let, I let it to her to be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to quickly hang out? His brother's coming back home. JJ will be here in like 30 minutes. It's not like I'm actively trying, hey, hey, JJ's girlfriend, can I hang out with you? Because that would be freaking weird. And I, would. I personally wouldn't want that would. a guy friend to do that with my girl, you know? No. So obviously we're not saying don't be friends with girls. But I don't think most guys are. Because why would you be? Yeah. By the way, do you miss those moments at like 10.30pm? Yeah. When JJ hopped out of nowhere, hopped into the chat on Twitch? Yeah. And you knew... In 30 minutes, I will be with that motherfucker and yeah. we're gonna do, you know, enjoying life. Yeah. That makes Even it, I miss those That makes those it times. sound gay as fuck, like, dude. Yeah, I know, I know. But we, <laughs> we're gonna be smoke enjoying pot. life. <laughs> smoke pot. Let's yes. say it, smoke pot. Yeah. No, but... Oh, we used I to was, get high so much. You know, you were in Ljubljana with JJ. Mm. I've been in Berlin. Mm. UK Octane. He was in the UK. I yeah. don't know exactly where he lives. He was in the UK, yeah. <laughs> Spitfire. Leeds. Was in Australia. Yeah. I can tell you, everybody misses that moment when JJ yeah. just randomly appeared in the chat at 10.30 and you knew it's almost over. This motherfucker's just in the chat because he knows you guys will hang out, smoke some proper weed, yeah. 
in your life, you know? Those are the best times mm. of my life. Because just because you brought up JJ, you know, I was yeah. thinking about it, you know? Yeah. I was happy about him seeing in the chat because he wasn't interested in the game. Mm. He was just there because of the people, yeah. actually. Yeah. He was, he was a vibe. That's mm -hmm. what he was. Mm -hmm. And he enabled me something which was so important for streaming that so many people don't realize. Because I would stream three times a week for three hours plus a half an hour of the radio. And then me and him would meet up and we'd smoke a joint and we'd just chat. And he would allow me to, first of all, banter and rant just to get some of that yeah. negative energy off. Yeah. And I respect him so much for being able to sit there and listen to so much of my freaking rambling. Because mm -hmm. so much of it must have been boring for him and annoying and he must have been yeah. thinking just, oh, shut up, you motherfucker, I don't care about the game. I don't care about the, 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 the problem in the community. Like, And then we'd listen to some music and that was a routine, it was a ritual for me. You know? Didn't he bring you into the game? Yeah. In did. the first place? In like 2000 motherfucking 12? Late 2012? Like, I think it was, yeah, it was two. Alpha? 2.13. 2.13, when it was like closed, closed beta, closed yeah. alpha, something like that. Yeah. That's back in like Alpine Ridge, <sighs> arcade battles, whatever it was. Dude, I was playing arcades like so much. <laughs> Flying around my, I don't know, P63s mm -hmm. thinking I'm the king. Let's get back to our user, mm -hmm. LK. I like this one because he says, let me ask you. How exactly do you expect to understand women if you're not interested in getting to know them at all? Which is... Yeah. I always it's say, a fair point. No, but it is. But I always say to be interesting is to be interested. I am interested in them. But like my what I've realized my step-by-step -step game has always been the same. When I go on a date, I'll first give her a couple of spicy takes. I want to see where she is. Politically, ethically, relationship-wise. I want to test the waters a bit. Mm. When that is done, I'll start, needless to say, drilling into her. I want to know about her. That's where I'm going to show some interest. Maybe I'll do this on the second date only. You know, maybe I'm selfish. Maybe I'll make the first date more about myself. Because mm. I think with the way I am as a person, my character, I'm a fucking dense motherfucker. <laughs> and so I know that there's a higher chance that I'm going to be the one with red flags for her yeah. as, as she will be a red flag for me. Yeah. So I'd rather get my red flags out early, which I think is a fair thing to do, for her to be able to assume, okay, this guy's got, mm, okay, there's this, but there's that, but okay, I can live with this. And if she's prepared to go on a second date, then we can chat a little bit more about her. Obviously, I want to get to know her because I'm interested in a lot of things. Is her family intact? You know, are her parents divorced mm. by any chance? Does she have any siblings? You know, how many relationships has she been in? What has she been doing for the past year? What what occupation is she in? Is she still studying? What are your dreams for the future? You travel, you do this. I want to know a lot of things, but I'll postpone that a little bit. I don't even think that I'm interested in understanding women in general because I know it will be a mystery mm -hmm. for my whole life. For my whole life. You just accepted it. Yeah, I've accepted it. I'm, I'm fine with it. And if she surprises me, then she will surprise me. I'm not even on the quest to understand them. So that's not my main goal, to understand them so I can be in a relationship with them. I will go into a relationship with a girl that I don't fully understand. It's interesting, you know? So I don't think it's the right question to ask or to, to actually, you know, mention. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Because that's, that's actually a really good point to make. 
even more so from their perspective, I feel like you have to be a bit of a mystery. Because mm -hmm. we all love a little bit of unknown. What is he going to do next? Where are we going to go next? What's going to happen? Like There has to be some of that mysteriousness. I, I've spoken to a lot of women that have actually complained about guys having things too planned out. Mm. It was too far in advance and they actually felt the pressure of that. Yeah, yeah. Because also this women, that, women mm. love the planning part. Like mm. trips and stuff. Let the woman do it. Dude. Let her plan out all the trips. When it comes to vacation, never interrupt the woman with her plans. Absolutely. It's like... Let, just let her do it. Just let her do her thing. Buy your ice cream on the city trip. Yeah. He says, how do you expect to build a strong relationship without being able to share the deepest corners of yourself with the one person that is supposed to know them, your partner? This one... We've already been there. Yeah, we've already been there. Yeah. I agree with him. I fully agree with him. Mm -hmm. You know, And maybe my mistake, I could say this for the last relationship I was in, I think I, I should have perhaps been committed more. But also, you know, you have certain wounds that you carry Dude, on from. I don't think a year is enough to show your deepest feelings in, in parts of your life. It's it's not enough. I think because you haven't been through enough shit with that person. Yeah, but you think there's parts of you you'll never show? Because I, I like to think of it in the sense like, there's a person that I am, and there's a person that I will show to people. As in, let's say Instagram. On Instagram, you're trying to show yourself as something you're not a hundred percent like. I don't think I have to tell people. I don't. I, I think I don't have to tell the right people. Yeah. Things that I don't want them to know because at some point in my life, they will notice without me telling them. You know. That's so it's perfect. totally fine. They will see it in different actions. You know. They will. Mm. They will find out in behaviors, in, in in things that I say, and things how I behave. Or no, I already said that about the behavior. Yeah. But you know what I mean. They will find out without me telling them and pushing it onto them, you know? Your actions will tell a story at the end. Yeah. Because yeah. I think of it in the sense that there's, there's a person that you are, there's a person you, you show the world you're trying to be, or sort of a, uh, almost a fake version of you. Mm. But then there's a person that you don't show to anyone. No. Like the darkest, deepest. Yeah. I'm not saying like... Not, not going around like, I'm a psychopath, I'm not going to tell anybody about it, but there's certain things about you that you almost want to take pleasure in, mm. just keeping it to yourself. Can you give me the bread? I'm hungry. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely my man. <laughs> uh. He says, it looks to me that you're not in fact looking for an equal loving partner to experience the world with. Looks like you're just expecting a live in sex doll mate. So it's a two part question. Here's the thing. An equal loving partner to me sounds like a 50-50 agreement. Mm -hmm. And I think any person you ask in a marriage, and we're not speaking from personal experience because we've not been in marriages, but I'm pretty sure if you ask any person married ever, if it's a 50-50 effort, it's not. No. Because if we're married and you come home and you've got 10% energy left, mm. then I've got to fill in for the 90. It's not like I'm going to go 10% with you and we'll both just fucking lay there. Like... Can't work like that. Exactly. That's how math works. You know, the traveling will be done by her. Mm. Some other thing will be done by you. Like, mm. so, and, and also maybe it's the fact that the way that I love is not the way that maybe I want to be loved. Yeah, you know, true. Perhaps my way of expressing love is different than the way that I'd life, like the love to be expressed to me. And people are so bloody different. You don't even know what you like half the time. Like one day you just want to cuddle, one day you want to 
play fight one day, you just want to everybody fuck off, you know? But that I'm expecting a life in sex doll made. Here's the thing. To me, that sounds like hookup. Live in sex doll made. It essentially sounds like a girl saying, hey, I'm here, do you want to just hook up? And the thing is, for the 20% of guys, if we go with Pareto, they have that. Mm. So they've ticked off one box that 80% of other guys haven't. Now, is this something that fulfills you? That's down to the bait. Because I've been in situations where I've been in a hookup, where I'm looking at the, I told you the story about where I'm, I'm looking at the bedside table and there's a book there, I'm thinking, oh, I'd much rather be reading the book right now than, than doing this thing. And then some other dude, some other side of the world would be, he would do anything. Anything. I've had that this week. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's hard to take in, but it's like, again, this is, this is why I'm, I'm coming out of it and I'm judging this, I'm not judging him, but I'm, I'm assuming he's one of the guys that hasn't got a relationship. Mm. That he's not, you know, he doesn't have, let's say, access to sex as if it's some bread or whatever. I'm just worried that this man is getting hurt at some point. Because I think he, he wants to follow the route that he chose mm -hmm. right now. And I'm just worried that this motherfucker is getting hurt, you know? I like that he's thinking though. Yeah. The fact that he wrote the comment mm -hmm. to me says he's trying to understand. There's a part mm -hmm. of him that's going, what if? And I totally understand that he's, that he might not understand what we think right now. Maybe he's younger, maybe he's older. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger, I didn't understand what, pe what people at my age thought, you know? And it's the other way around if, if he's maybe older than us. So I totally, I'm totally fine with this comment and I'm, I'm not letting, you know, it's, it's not like he's attacking me or anything or I'm getting mad because of this comment. It's totally fine and it's, it's, fair, it's a fair point or fair points that he actually mentioned in this comment. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, maybe it's just in a different lifespan right now. I like what he's doing though. You know, the, these are types of comments, the longer I look at them, the more I... Well, maybe he just needs a hug. I've been in those positions before. Most men need a hug, but... Yeah. He says, the thinking is exactly what you're saying. Your advices aren't toxic masculinity at its best. Good luck finding a girl with this mentality. Mm. Here's the thing. I mean, if finding a girl is finding a girlfriend, perhaps in the right path. Yeah. But yeah. when it comes to getting access to the intimacy of women... He can disagree with it all he wants. Oh yeah, I moved my pawn. Good. You're still gonna lose a queen. Because the thing is, I don't know if I told you, again, uh, I don't know if I told you this story, but like yeah, I'm gonna lose it. When I went through my first breakup, I I stumbled upon this. I think it was a, a forum. Um, actually, yeah, what happened was when I was just before I had sex for the first time in my life, mm -hmm. I found this forum which was like. It was essentially a bunch of dudes describing going to a club and how they pulled the chicks. Mm. And the idea of it is it was written in a way that would teach other men how to do the same thing. But the way it read to me is it was like, it was essentially like porno. Like you would read it and you would be like, 
oh my god, I imagine that I'm there in the club, but I'm not actually there in the club. And I read them maybe about, you know, once a week, I'd go on there and just read what these guys were saying, because it was fun. <laughs> it, was, it was entertaining. I got into this relationship, and this chick at the time, she was very into Reddit. You know, because for me, Reddit was like, War Thunder, the game that I'm playing, has the most toxic community. So surely every other community is also toxic, mm. which is the problem that I think a lot of guys have, because they're like, oh, this girl I met is a fucking bitch, which means all women are bitches. You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you have this weird deductive thought process. And, and what ended up happening is, um, this one day we were, we were browsing Reddit, and she, she sees that I was on this, on this forum, and she's like, oh my god, this place is full of sexists, and, and it, it's really bad for you, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be reading it. And I didn't even question it. I just went, yeah, I'll fill myself up, don't worry about it. And I, I said to her, and I was like, <clears throat> fine, I, I believe you, I trust you, and I just unfollowed. I went, I went off of it. A year and a half later, we break up. I'm in the fucking shitter. I'm like, really, really doing badly. And I don't know where, but from the bottom of my mind, somewhere I remembered this place. And I went there with curiosity, and I started reading. Now, the reason I was there is because I was looking for someone to tell me how to get back together with your ex. It's mm. essentially what most guys are Googling for. Mm. Like, I think Google is just plastered with dudes trying to figure out how the fuck yeah, to I'm get like, that one I'm Googling, like, do I really have cancer? Do I... Yeah, stuff but, like that. But I bet you, <laughs> if you were Googling, do yeah. I have cancer, you would stop on page one. Yeah, yeah. But if you're Googling how to get your ex back, you're going to go to page 11, wow. find some Yahoo thread with some random dude from India. Yahoo. Giving, you know, you're just trying to find one comment to affirm that thing you're trying to find. And don't know what. I was trying to find that one. It's so thing. easy, though. You will find it's it. easy. <laughs> but the reality is, I, I ended up going there, and I'm reading, and I'm reading, and I'm like... Everything these people are saying goes against with everything I've been told. Yeah. It's like I disagree with it. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. I now understand why this woman told me to get off of it. This is bullshit. But my mind didn't let me sleep on it. My mind was like, look, if this is really bullshit, then it doesn't work. So how about you try it? So I go out there and I try it. And the first thing I try works. And the second thing I try works. And the third thing I try works. And I'm starting to get a little bit like, what the, <laughs> you know, what the fuck is going on? Cheers, man. Cheers, my dude. It's like the fourth? I don't know, it's the elixir of, of life. Cheers, people. Am I even in the screen? Hmm? Am I even in the picture? Of course you are, man. Yeah. We're both beautiful as ever. I'm not that buff that I don't fit in the picture. Ah! Fuck you. Yeah, and then I <laughs> and I went through that process, you know, and, and I was in the same position, and I understand where his comment is coming from, because it's a comment of doubt. It's a comment of, you you listen to a podcast, you, you read something, or you hear it from a friend, and your initial response is, this person is spouting bullshit, fuck you, shut the fuck up. <gasps> I welcome you to try some of these things. The stuff we're talking about, try it on your own skin. Because then you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe, what my parents have been telling you is wrong. Yeah. Maybe what school had taught me was wrong. Maybe what the whole system is telling you. you know, I hate bringing up the guy. There's a reason why that, that good old person from Romania called Andrew Tate keeps talking about the Matrix. 
Is that motherfucker even still alive? Yeah, he is perfect. Did they give him this Bugatti back? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think so. What color is your Bugatti? Mm. You can hate him, but there's a reason why he's popular. Because mm. he's talking about certain things that young men clearly are missing. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, you know what I was thinking about? So this goes back to, to, um, to JJ's girlfriend. So I was there a couple of weeks back. And I had one of those bad days. You have bad days, sometimes you have bad months. And we, I wanted to play chess. And she was like, no, I have this um, quest in Harry Potter on PlayStation. Yeah. There's this boss fight I can't do. Dude, I was there for two and a half hours, glued to the screen, trying to do the boss fight. Yeah. And I realized for two and a half hours, I didn't think about... None of my problems. Didn't think about work, didn't think about women, didn't think about pain. I had a problem that I had to solve and all my focus was on that problem. And I think a guy needs a freaking problem in his mm. life. But just solve. Mm. Check. <clears throat> We all know the girls that there's girls that actually ah, shit. Um, have to think real quick. There's girls that really crave for relationship relationships mm -hmm. where they actually have problems all the time. There's those girls that want to get into problems all the time with you because for some reason it's their fetish and they're craving for it. Is so it different types of problems or? I can only give you my theory. My theory is that you look at their father. Mm. And I think that the relationship that a woman has with her dad will be the relationship that you will have with her. And from what I've observed so far, it stands 100% true. Did I do something? No, but you're in check, so you're going to have to do something. Mm. You know. That girl that I said, you know, was on, on uh, check, was on Instagram, um, you know, new relationship every other week. It's like, I think she's searching for something which is caused by the absence of her father, which I understand. But she's seeking for something that I, I don't think a guy can give her. No. And it's, it's a very unfair position for the guy because he genuinely probably likes her. He genuinely cares for her. He wants to, you know... When I said a guy needs a problem to solve, is sometimes guys will put themselves in positions where we're trying to solve a problem that isn't ours to solve. Maybe it's not even solvable. Exactly, and that's such a painful position to be in. Mm. Because you want to fix her. Yeah. You, know, you want to fix her, you want to change her, and it's... And I think women do kind of do similar things too. That's why girls will get together with a, a really bad person. To fix them, yeah. even though they don't want to get fixed. No. Let him be. Oh, fuck me. The situation is just awful. <laughs> it is a tough one. But yeah, I mean, to the user guy, I command him for putting out the question because he's not a bad guy. He's thinking with, with his head. He's thinking correctly. Mm -hmm. oh, let's go. Let's go with Jackie. 
<sighs> oh, this one's gone. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not looking too good for you. Nah. It's about to be over. Well, I mean, we did say we're gonna. No, you can't go over there. <laughs> you can go here, though. <laughs> I'm too drunk, my man. <laughs> like, not that drunk, but too drunk to not be able I to. I mean, it's real. We, we've both had a very, very long day. Mm -hmm. Very good active vacation. Uh, well, not really sure about today. Oh, I mean, well. yours was great, but mine was like kind of shitty. Yeah, no. You want to tell the story? Nah, I don't know. It happens, though. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Do you think you could give we could give the guy some advice though? That doesn't sound too condescending. Without me knowing in which type of mm -hmm. situation he is right now, I can't give him advice. If I knew he's in a relationship, I would give him props. Mm -hmm. Maybe applaud to him. Yeah. But you know, I don't know in which situation relationship wise he is right now. Or when it comes to girls or whatever. So he has to comment on the next this podcast that's coming up so we actually know yeah but right now i don't want to give advice on him because i don't know his situation i don't think it's valid to give advice right now at least from my perspective it's not i'm a little bit more arrogant for that yeah so i'll tell him go off on him <laughs> nah he's a good guy but i think what he could try and it won't kill him to do so is to test out Three things that he disagrees with. Just like, if you're not in a relationship and you're impl you know, implying that you can actually go out there and you can date, and you can experience something new. Um, essentially, go out there into the world and try try your best to prove to prove us wrong. Like, take three things you really disagree with. Three things that you absolutely think are bullshit and try them out. You know, you go and go over. This is why I think Tinder is great because you can test these things out without there being a, you know, hard feelings. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's not going to be the end of the world. In the meantime, I will do my best to checkmate the white kink. <laughs> You're almost there. We are very close and we've accomplished. Mm -hmm. Good game, sir. Good game. Oh, I good think one. that's an end to, to the podcast. Yeah, Agreed one. Cheerio, boys. Cheer, boys. Oh. That was good, man. Where he was. Cheers. Cheers, my man. <laughs>